stuff is up actually but this is the quincy jones show episode 202 i am one of your illustrious hosts i am quincy mm. jones go with my namesake right on the show but of mm. course to my left the roughest the toughest the best tag team <laughs> and co-host person ever my compare mm. the, the hip-hop hybrid doc lesnar yeah. in the building what's good man i'm in the building uh that was a. Uh refreshing uh an innovative new way to introduce me i'm not mad at it uh but uh yeah man i like that little namesake namesake on the show uh that, that kind of rang some bells for me over there man. You, 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 you know what i'm saying I, 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 my guy's in the building like like he's he's you know showing open houses you feel me you feel me <laughs> here you know what i'm saying we but you know let's start it off man because um you know when we dropped the last episode we did go to dynamite i actually ended up going to rampage so it was the same night that the last mm -hmm. episode dropped and um I, you know obviously i was excited i heard the bucks were going to be in town they yes, faced one of their mortal enemies uh the lucha bros great match obviously man especially for tv um on cali soil baby yeah it was yeah you know it was funny because i from what i heard uh, based on the bte uh, episode they said that that they went to tony and they're like dude you know it's our hometown it's our first time being here we've been trying to get to this building for years like it seemed like they were more psyched for the ontario building more than the forum to be honest Probably, um, yeah. Close to their house. So, but you know, Tony basically, you know, they they were like, dude, we don't want to really worry about storyline. Like, let's just wrestle anybody that we let us pick our opponent. We can just tear the house down, get these guys a, you know, an old school Young Bucks style match in our hometown. And he's like, who do you guys want to face? They're like, Lucha Bros, done. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, while I was there, we got the announcement that CM Punk was going to be there making an announcement. I was like, what is this about? But then, of course, right after that came in, our old buddy, Justin Lopez, Stellar J, a.k.a. from uh, Pro Wrestling Spotlight. He yes, sent sir. me a screenshot basically talking about CM Punk. There was rumors of him being injured. I didn't think so. I mean, I thought at first he was maybe selling his leg from uh, the match with Hangman uh, from a couple of days before at a uh, double oh, yeah. or nothing. I thought also he was selling the leg because of the whole he tried to jump on the on the, um, you know, the, the springboard clothesline, but slipped. Yeah. Um, but then it seems like there could be more to that because um, apparently, and then, of course, there was also uh, for those that didn't see it on TV, I've probably seen it by now when they went to commercial during the MJF promo, CM Punk, you know, he, you know, made his way down to the ring, I guess, to try to in attempt to talk to I, I felt like they were they did that to try to make it seem more real. I don't know what, what it was supposed to be. But yeah. if you notice one of his boots were off, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he was just walking down like one, one foot, like barefoot, the other with his uh, his uh, wrestling boots on, too. So, yeah. uh, again, I just thought that was just done imagery wise to make it seem like, man, I was in the back, like just dressing down. And then I got to hear this guy talking shit about the company. I'm the world champion. Like, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? So I, mm -hmm. I, that's where I thought they were going with it. But then there was news that, you know, because he did the the stage dive into the crowd. Yeah. Supposedly he hurt himself on that stage dive. There was, you know, reports that it happened in the match. Some some are saying it's a combination of both. Maybe he tweaked a little bit something that put stuff into motion. So when he did go for that springboard, the reason mm -hmm. why he didn't make it is because 
some shit went left. And if you notice, he kind of just started going into forearm territory and then just kind of called a little bit before they went back into the, the oh, flow yeah. of the match. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a lot, obviously, a lot of talk about it because they were like everyone that was, that was kind of giving, you know, punk the business about me. How the hell do you hurt yourself on that? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, yeah, because I saw uh I saw a pretty good video breakdown of it where you mm. see did, did Taz host it? <laughs> no, 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 no. That would have been as you can see the pressure <laughs> on the muscles right there. That's yeah, yeah. the big city. <laughs> you see the dismount. He, he, he go ahead and he, he, he bangs his tibula right right, right there against the he, he should have popped the hips. He should have popped the yeah, hips yeah, right yeah. there. <laughs> no, nah, he uh no, it was on YouTube that somebody they were pointing it out kind of slow motion, you know, red circular at this point. Like, so you could see when he does oh John land. Madden status. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, kind of where the left knee looks like it came down, like he did like he kind of straddled the guardrail. Yeah, I saw that he hit the guardrail. And I also noticed that a fan kind of like put helps helps to get him up back up. Yeah, if you notice. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, and then when he when he sits there uh, on one knee, you see him like, uh, well, before he climbs back on the stage, and you see him kind of like kick his leg out, like, damn, what was that? Kind, yeah, I know. Kind of which, yeah, we, we, body language, we know we've known that. It's like, oh, did I kind of tweak something? Let me test it out. Oh, okay, I feel a little exactly. bit exactly. Okay, so, I can still kind of go on it. I think, yeah, kind of. And thing, then you yeah. can see, you know, he does that. You know, well, he'll uh, he'll drop to one knee, and uh, when he's waiting for FTR, you kind of see he was trying to like kind of test the strength of his uh, knee a little bit at least that's what it looked like to me in the video i saw so nah, he, he was just waiting so you know because cash waited all his whole life so he can look at his watch with oh, cm yeah, punk <laughs> it looked like he had yeah, too much cash, fun doing cash it was very very uh hype for that yeah he was animated wasn't he yeah a little bit more yeah. than than we're, uh, we're used to but it's good seeing that uh because you know that's how we know they're really having fun um mm -hmm. but yeah to go into the you know the the, the brass tags meeting bones this whole thing he did come out on rampage and announced that I mean, he's not dropping the title mm -hmm. uh, more than he's just basically he did get injured. We don't have a specification of what the injury is. All we know is that apparently, uh, as they reported on Dynamite, which we'll talk about probably later, they said that there was surgery needed and the surgery went off without a hitch. In fact, you know, doctors were really impressed how well I mean, <laughs> which is weird because I'm like, I could just see them like, man, that almost went too well. <laughs> I know it's kind of crazy, right? <laughs> Let's go count the money in the other room. <laughs> like seriously yeah it's just so like it's like yeah it went so well nothing could possibly there's no margin for error at all in fact it exceeds expectation we are so damn good yeah um, but you know i hope that is the case you know tony was asked about it on busted open radio he had said they had the best of the best with honors shout out to will smith uh so um oh you know that the, they were working on it so you know again hope hope everything is good they're uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because I, to me, I'm still kind of like in a fog about it. Cause I'm like, what? Like, so in the same week he wanted, like, he's kind of not champ. And now we're kind of scrambling to figure out who is champ. Mm. And I was like, and we wait till after the double or nothing pay-per-view after they had three, two to three unnecessary matches where they could have put this match on there. But instead <sighs> now they had the casino battle Royale on a regular ass mm -hmm. uh, uh, dynamite uh, two weeks later. Yeah, I was like, "What is going?" On? And then they had people in there that didn't need to be in there. Like, yeah, it just it would have been different. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, you're, we'll, we'll we'll wait for that. You're right, but it's caused this whole thing because people are kind of like up in arms. Like, well, why doesn't Moxley have to compete? Um, and, and you know, I even looked. I'm like, Wardlow has had more singles matches than than Moxley in just this year alone, but yeah. Moxley's won all of his singles matches. 
this year alone. So based on win percentage, he has, I mean, so he has seven matches in 2022 sing- singles. So a lot of his, they were early, uh, like, uh, like he went against like Jay Lethal. Uh, I think he went against Wardlow at one point too. Uh, yeah. not Wardlow, someone I can't remember. Oh, no, Lance Archer, I think. But anyways, so, you know, he had a few, like, he's, you know, he had singles wins, seven singles wins, no losses. Wardlow has had seven, uh, 11 singles matches, but uh, I think he's only won eight of them. But even though he has more, he's won more matches, his win percentage is still lower. And I was like, oh, my God, that's kind of. But he, I, I mean, I'm not too sure how far on Dynamite you got, which, again, we will get into. Oh, no, I, I saw all of it. It's just weird because uh, last week Moxley was ranked fifth. And then now this week, because all he did was beat Daniel Garcia on on uh, on uh, in L.A., he's number one. So that's, that's why people yeah. beat J.D. Drake in L.A. too. So yeah, exactly. Were- so that's why people were like, "Well, that doesn't make sense." And then when I'm like, "Well, when you break it down and you count how many matches they've actually had," unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> like you know what I mean. So, but anyways, yeah. Um, yes line wise it was his decision and we'll get into that as you know yeah how, how do you how'd you feel hearing about the, the punk stuff because that, that was a little bit like i mean i felt like even watching the match he had with ftr on wednesday was the start of something new we were about to see oh yeah cmf and yeah cmf uh, cmftr yeah and I, don't, I felt yeah it sucks it does suck because you know, he posted that thing. Oh, there's these two kids that, you know, I used to ride by. <laughs> my Schwinn bike and they had BMX bikes. And- yeah, you know, and so they said we rode bikes all summer. That let me know, like, oh, their vision is this is going to be the summer, not of punk, but of CMFTR. That's how I felt, too. Yeah. So I was pumped for that. Like they were one to do some top guy shit for reals. Like, yeah, for real. yeah I was pumped for that, too. I- yeah, instead of was a hot girl summer, top guy summer, it was about to be boom. So, I like that. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, it is unfortunate, but I do like the fact that they're not gonna relinquish it. There is some sort of unification title set for down the line. Yeah, like so um, yeah, the interim uh versus the real. So yeah. yeah. I'll be honest, I don't think it's a very serious um, despite needing surgery, I don't think it's a very serious uh injury. Um, I think maybe two, three months he'll be back. Um, but I also could tell they're playing this very close to the vest. So it'll be interesting to see what they do heading forward. And um, I kind of have an idea where it looks like it's going. Uh, so, I mean, they kind of put the parts out there, you know, uh, during the Battle Royal this week, which kind of I already could tell what, what looks like is going to happen. But again, we'll talk about it a little bit. But it is unfortunate, like you said. I, I was looking yeah, for I um guy summer for sure. I I I just it it was just weird. Again, I don't know, man. It's uh, I feel like there's there would have been other people I would have put in that battle royal, but that's again another conversation yeah. for later in the like, show. Um, Glad Hager got in there because he doesn't usually get even a look for those fucking battle royals. You know what I'm saying? And not to say he's a uh, He's been putting himself in heavyweight title contendership, but he doesn't do much on the show anymore, you know? But, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting to me that they didn't have him relinquish it, which I was like, okay, so that means he'll... Usually you have to relinquish if you can't defend in 30 days, right? But Yeah. But then I was like, well, they're doing an interim, so they obviously think he's going to be gone for some sort of amount of time. But I'm like, 
this is kind of i don't know it's just that that weird kind of double standard i don't know man but i'm not against it like kids because let's be real like they were able to have hangman as champ and not have him be on tv for a few weeks when they chose not to have him on on tv for a few weeks and it didn't hurt them really right so yeah, that's true. And then I wonder if having so many interim champions. Yeah, that too. In three years hurts their overall product. You know, they might need to look at, you know, and Jeff might have been on to something about who's trained and who's not. You know, I mean, a lot of guys I know work banged up, but, uh, you know, we always talk about bump cards on the show. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. But yeah. We, we do hope for a speedy recovery. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, uh, he had a real passionate promo. Like the thing was, the rumor in the building got around. So when people are like, oh, did you hear that CM Punk's going to be the night? I'm like thinking, I'm like, what? And then I, I read the, the screenshot from, from, from Justin. I'm like, what? Don't tell me this fool's about to relinquish the title off of this. This is kind of weak, right? But yeah. then, so we didn't, so everyone it was up in the air, right? And then he comes out. We noticed he didn't, ju- he didn't jump in the crowd. We're like, oh, he's walking kind of slow. And then when the camera zooms in on him in the ring and we see his face and he obviously looks like he was crying. We were yeah. like, everyone started groaning like, oh, man, this is bad news for reals. Like, so it was like this whole thing. Like, we kind of experienced it with him a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, shout out to him for, you know, having uh, the, the the promo that he did. Uh, it is heartbreaking, dude. But uh, hopefully, like he, like he said, he'll be back stronger, better, faster. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, in the same vein of uh, injuries, though, this is on the other side of the pond, so to speak, or I guess the other side of the uh, the wars um this this came in in the form of a tweet but it says long story short io shirai is injured as rumored uh and no plans were set in stone for her after the stand and deliver pay-per-view that was back in uh, april uh obviously wrestlemania season um she is well liked backstage in wwe and they are hopeful that she'll be healed up in the summer but that is it's hardly a guarantee mm. no uh you know they like again they're real Real uh, close to the cuff when it comes to some of these injury uh, details, which, you know, look, we're, we're not, you know, we're not obligated to, to get an answer, but uh, timetable is always nice for the fans that, that are, you know, wondering what's going on. But hopefully, again, you know, same same uh, well wishes to her. Uh, obviously, an amazing talent. I felt like there was a reason why we didn't see her for a while after the, that. Uh, I think it was the Fatal 4-Way she was in. And I didn't know if it was because maybe she was getting prepped for a main roster run or what the what the deal was. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, it's been going around, dude. Again, you know, we were talking about Matt Cardona earlier too. I think his is like a bicep or something. I thought yeah. Edge was on that list, but I found out that storyline, so that's that's not it. Um, yeah, kind of unfortunate, man. I think what Randy Orton just went down too, didn't he? Yeah, he just went down, and um, Big E, of course, who's still, you know, he's been out. I, I can't I can't remember. Can't eludes me. But you know who I, I was wondering which you'll probably tell me. Oh this. Cody. Cody Rhodes. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, Cody. yeah, because obviously the, the big performance with the, the hell in the cell thing, like man, geez. Yeah, I was about to say, how are we not talking about it? Yeah. yeah. Of just straight sacrifice and passion. I'm I'm glad you you got to watch it because I was watching this and the whole time I'm like, this is not for his entire career, but I'm like for WWE. This is a career de- defining moment for him because I, I didn't I thought it was going to be some short and something like the fans would have been able to be under, you know, understanding, especially yeah. seeing what we saw. Right. And then we heard the rumors real early in the day. We just heard a lot of stuff going on. So if things had to go a certain way. But at the same time, you think about Seth, he's like, nope, I'm not doing two hell in the cells back to the back shit in the bed. Not doing this, dude. You know what I mean? So 
Yeah, I think there. Yeah, there's there's some selflessness and selfishness. I think I think Cody oh, wanted to do that for him too, though. You know, exactly. I was gonna say I think Cody as much wanted to do that, but then at the same time knew that he needed to do it. Um, you know, getting hurt because apparently during the brawl is when the terror began, and then he really went to, damn oh, okay. Yeah. And then I guess later the week he was working out and then it tore right off the bone. And I sent you I, that story, right? Where it's kind of like a how the tear was started and how the bruising oh, uh, yeah. progressed. It was yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah that looked like it was symbiotic almost. Yeah, it, it was like a, a Malachi Black's uh, makeup. <laughs> <laughs> so I almost thought maybe, damn, like I think Malachi got him in the end. Like, the yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, a tremendous um, performance. I mean, Seth coming out with the polka dots popped me through the roof. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, you know, mind games are always fun. Seth has shown that he's great at it, especially at this stage in his WWE career. Um, obviously, the promo, you know, ahead of the brawl with the you and your friends and taking the, the hammer. To yeah, the no, I, I, the fact that he stuff. wasn't afraid to go there, I thought that was great. And the fact that they allowed him to, I thought that was great. Yeah, exactly. You know, without, you know, you don't got to read the name of the street to know where you're at kind of thing. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, you know exactly what, what he's referring to. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. that's why I didn't mind uh, the sledge in the match. Yeah. Um, it wasn't overused. They didn't, they didn't depend too much on it. And it wasn't yeah. like they teased it a whole lot. Like, it wasn't like they... It wasn't like anybody brandished it before that moment. So, so the fact that they waited up until that part of the match to bring it out, I thought that was smart. Um, the match itself, dude, like the stuff that Cody was in there doing was just, the, and not even the stuff he was doing, the stuff that he was, you know, as far as the selling and all that, like yeah. being in the positions he needed to be in, like just two professionals, bro. Like that was, that was, uh, it's, it's weird to say this, because of the circumstances, but I have to say that's probably one of my favorite Hell in a Cell matches. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people have lost, we'll call it faith, in the Hell in a Cell. Because you, know, you got to remember, not that I need to remind you, but the Hell in a Cell was just fine when it was not a standalone pay-per-view. When it was the end-all, be-all, at the end of our rope, the blood, a, yeah, the blood feud. Uh, this is where we go to end the blood feud yeah, type of blow off match, you know. Absolutely, yeah. There, there was even a point where I think a few people were just in hell in the cells that didn't need to be in hell in the cells. I remember there being a hell in the cell on a Monday Night Raw a couple times. Where yeah, I, 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 I was just like thinking about that. I'm like, they like they they got a little slap, hat. like even like when you think about it, uh, the three stages of hell match, like they've only had what like two, maybe three of those. Yeah. And one of those stipulations was the hell in a cell. Yeah. And it's like, that's how rare it was like back in the day. And then before it got pimped out. So I don't know. <laughs> I think Triple H is in all three of those, actually. I think it's trips in- on trips and stone cold. And I yeah, think I was going to say, I know it's him and Austin for sure. And then we- I think Orton and him had had a three stages of the match uh, or a hell match. I think. Yeah. I want to say him and Orton did because it was some weird business where it was it was a different match planned. Yeah, and then when they got to the pay per view, they announced they like they they did it on the fly. I don't know if they, that was if I want to say do it on the fly. They probably had it in mind, but they the way they presented it was like kind of different. I forgot how how it went, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. But yeah, you know, again, I just want to say in the front. I, mean, I hate that everyone's injured, but yeah, 
I was going to ask you too, because uh, and you, I know you're going to get to NXT right now. He's ungone dad. He's ungone dad to die, boy. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, he is, man. Now, I, I'm not seriously. Yeah, this is hats off to Cody for sure. Because that's the other thing too is that I was going to say um, before finishing that question I had was, um, yeah, a lot of people felt like now that you know there hasn't been a great or memorable Hell in a Cell in a long time, and that this match. Like you said, it wasn't too much. It wasn't overdone. Some people uh, felt a way about the bull rope, but I thought it was a nice way to tribute his father. I think, yeah, and I think it's all about how commentary helps to connect the dots, which they did a good job. And uh, I just, a lot of people said this match reinstated the faith in a Hell in a Cell match. But, you know, who knows? It's, it's you know, a lot of people champion it as one of the best ones in a decade, really. I mean, so, when you look at it, there wasn't a whole lot of crazy spots that people usually go for. We didn't like, even get a phone. You like, know like, what I mean? like, like the thing I remember is like when, when Jeff Hardy, like crashed and burned through the table against Orton, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's been just another thing to jump off of or to try to think of the most craziest thing. But I, I think because it was more of a traditional wrestling match inside that thing and it, and it felt real, like basically everything they built up to that point. I will, yeah, yeah I, I think I'd agree with that sentiment because I was going to at first say, like, you know what? I think what kind of got me back into those matches, specifically the two, were uh, New Day and um, Usos, the tag team one, and then also uh, Jay Uso versus Roman. But I remember, but see, the thing with Jay Uso and Roman, they had to make that night quit match to make it like super duper dramatic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it but, was, but yeah, yeah it was I, still good. Yeah. But, but yeah, but when you look at, what, 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 what Cody and Seth did, yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. Took the yeah. loss a third time. I will say that because he yeah. hasn't won once right at all. No, I, but when I thought about that though, you hold Cody's WWE career in your hand. You hold Seth's WWE career in your hand. Mm-hmm. Seth kind of doesn't need the wins. He's done everything. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? So I when I thought about it like that, I'm like. Well, how are you going to make stars if you don't have your stars making stars? Yeah. You know what I mean? So Very you true. can't just depend on John Cena every time to come back to make a, a theory or whoever. And then, you know what I mean? It doesn't. I hear that's what's happening, by the way. Yeah. I mean, he keeps shouting them out like they he did like some uh, some quick little uh, five questions type thing yeah. or something like that. And he yeah. kept mentioning theory. He kept doing like the uh, the meet the Fockers thing, the, you know, like I'm keeping my eye on yeah. you type thing. So um but that's my thing. It's it's fleeting. It's fleeting. That that effect is fleeting. It doesn't carry yeah. on to the next year. Granted, it's it's on that guy, but it's also on the booking after that too. Which you know, yeah. Now I was going to say too the John Cena thing. I could see that happening because Theory's U.S. champion right now, right? Yeah, he's been like, and I think he's been kind of calling him out too. Uh, yeah. So you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, the, the comparisons. You know, you could see it. I mean, especially oh, yeah. with. For sure. But I was going to ask you, too, uh, injury-wise, did Alba fire? Is she okay? Because um, I know you're going to get into it, but I saw her take a bump on the stage this week where the back of her head looked like it smacked on that stage. So I was going to... I, 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 it did look um, pretty vicious, but I didn't hear... I, and I haven't heard anything okay. about it. Um. Mm-hmm. And I had taken notes on the like I actually was uh I took notes uh the day it came on. Mm. Uh so it's been what a day and a half, and I still haven't seen or heard anything about that. So yeah, that's true. Okay, but, for sure. But I'll definitely keep an eye on that. Yeah, because I yeah, I, 
it's funny because I in my head I, I'm thinking, what do you mean you don't watch NXT? <laughs> but, but you probably saw a clip of something floating yeah. around. Yeah. Uh, but you know, speaking of NXT, um, we also had in your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me let me just run this down. You ready? Yeah. Let me just congratulate you for winning them predictions. Barely though. Barely. Only by one point. Yeah. Only by one point. And Mark um, did Mark did win the double or nothing, even though we didn't take his predictions live on the screw show. Up. <laughs> Gotta acknowledge you know, that belt's been getting passed around. Like well, well, okay, but if he didn't, if he wasn't in the picture, who who had uh, would have won though? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I think just, it would have been me. No, <laughs> no, I, 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 I just had those results up, and then I thought, oh, it's been a while. I'll delete these now. <laughs> I wish I, I kept... we, don't, we don't need this. I don't know. Um, but yeah, for uh, in your house, we had uh, six, you know, six matches. No, it wasn't too bad. A regular NXT like pay per view, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is how it used to be." <laughs> Before they started trying to OD and do all these other whatever matches. Anyways, uh, we we opened up with uh, Legado del Fantasma, and uh, I call it Team Tony D. Um, you know, two sta- our, our dimes and two dimes and stacks. Mm-hmm. See, I can call him dimes and two stacks. That kind of sounds better. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> um. The finish uh, on this one came, as you remember, the carry, uh, caveat was whoever lost had to be part of the other one's crew. Yeah, uh, We see Electra passing Santos, the brass knucks, but at the same time, Tony has his crowbar and he tries to hit Joaquin with it, but Joaquin kicks him, grabs the crowbar himself, goes to hit Tony with it, but two dimes pushes Tony out the way and takes the crowbar to the mush and mm. just gets leaned the fuck over across the ropes in his corner. Like, he's not, like he's standing, but he's not. He's just, like, knocked the fuck out up against yeah, the ropes gotcha. in the corner, right? Meanwhile, mm. Tony's on the other side of the ring and manages to pick up the brass knucks. He uses them to sneak uh, Joaquin from behind as Stax, who uh, appears on the apron now, pushes two dimes off from away from him, basically pushes him so he lands on top of Joaquin and basically oh, wow. fall, falls on top of him for the win. That's wow. how they won, yeah. I was like, they, I was like, y'all let the greenhorns win. That's crazy. Man. Word. That's yeah, a lot I, of juice. I would have been kind of hide the way it happened. I'll say a lot of juice, but, or who took the pin? It was Joaquin, but he he had to get knocked uh, out by the Nux. So I mean, I guess you can't be too mad. He's like, oh yeah, I took yeah. the Nux, man. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You're lucky I didn't have my 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 usual entrance helmet on. No. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> uh, we had uh, Caden uh, Carter, Katana Chance versus Toxic Attraction Tag Team Championships. Let me just say this great match with a whack ass ending. That's whack. what I heard. Um, just want to highlight some of these spots because uh like look, these women won me over and it took them a while to do it, but I am willing to call a spade a goddamn spade. They are they're they're hitting on all cylinders right now. They hot, they hot right now. Uh Katana hit uh a silly... about KC and KC, right? Oh yeah, the KCs. Keeping up with the KC, yeah, yeah, KC. Katana hit hit a, a version of the silly string uh, with with uh, her girl uh, Kaden, but instead of uh, the satellite DDT, she does a uh, head scissors. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> okay, uh, they hit the, a double super kick to lay out Gigi at one point, and then JC's on top of the rope, or she's on on the top rope, like sitting on top rope uh, mm-hmm. above her. But Katana runs. And Caden picks her up in like a suplex position and basically flips her into JC to hit a top rope Hurricane Rana, which then makes JC land and hit a Swanton on Gigi. So she it almost sounds like she did almost like a, a Dragon Rana almost. She, yeah, you know, it was an assist. Yeah, it was an assisted Dragon Rana. That's what it was. Yeah. And then 
down on top. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, I'm like, and not to take down the way from them, but I'm like, yo, y'all must be spending all day thinking of, of these. Like, these is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Toxic Attraction hit the high-low uh, with Gigi on the leg sweep, JC with the Cyclone boot, but Caden was able to break it up. Uh, as they say, she bulldogged her way in there. Uh, Caden and, and Katana hit the human highlight reel, but JC pulls Caden out the ring. Finish comes when Caden tries to roll up Gigi for the pin, but Gigi knocks, uh, oh, I bet, kicks out. Oh, that's what it was. She tries to roll her up in a pin. Gigi kicks out. The force of her kick out pushes Caden towards the ropes where JC's on the outside, hits her with a forearm, then Gigi hits a German suplex pin for the win. That's it? Granted, she was on her tippy toes, yeah, but that's that's all it was. A forearm into the German suplex pin. Whack. Okay. And they should have took those belts, man. Like, it was... It wasn't even close. I hate... That's the thing that... When I feel like everyone else can feel it's time for something, and then they're like, mm, nope, because you're expecting it. <laughs> you know what not, I mean? Like, no, no, we're not going to give you what you want because we want to give it to you when we're ready, not when you want it. Like, I don't Yeah. I don't know, dude. Uh, Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes, North American Championship. Grimes with a dope entrance. I don't know if you got a chance to catch this. <clears throat> it was like the opposite I of the, uh, the Cody lift. It was like yeah, the Cody drop. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, had, a, had a rocket behind him. It was pretty cool. Yeah, um, I like that. With the stock exchange stuff on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was real dope. Um, this would have been a great match if they didn't overbook Trick Williams getting involved in the match. Uh, but both had a lot of great spots. Grimes hit a uh, inverted Spanish fly off the middle rope. And how he did it is, you know, how I used to hit that middle rope Russian leg sweep. All, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he he catches uh, Mello on the rope like that because I think he was going for that springboard uh, clothesline. So he said- runs. Hurted. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking he's going for the, the Russian leg sweep, but no, he, he they both do a backflip. They do an inverted Spanish fly off the middle rope. I was like, okay. okay. Uh, Grimes then went for a poison rhino, but Mello holds on to the rope. So he kind of crashed and burned, but he hits this huge jumping uh, lung blower where Grimes sells the shit out of it by taking a backflip bump like on his stomach. Like it's, it's pretty mm-hmm. grimy. Uh, finish comes though when Grimes hits a running Tope Conhilo on both Mello and Trick on the outside. Grimes throws Mello back into the ring, but Trick pulls Grimes' leg as he tries to get back in the ring, uh, giving Mello the opening to hit the diving leg drop for the win. And again, once again, yo, a champion, Mello got that. Boom. I mean, yeah, I was surprised that they went with this, but you were right. Hey, that belt found its way back home, baby. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I tried this over here, and um, I'm ready to come home, Daddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to appreciate what I have. You know the game. Your chick chose me. The A <laughs> champion. No, that'd be not. Uh, if you did that, that'd be hilarious. Uh, maybe we had the, the women's championship match, Mandy Rose versus Wendy Chu. Obviously, this is like the least amount of notes I had on this. Um, Was honestly, she hit her with like a pillowcase full of like soda cans or something? Well, the funny thing, and I forgot to bring it up, like during the Toxic Attraction match, they bring up uh, Mandy Rose and Wendy Chu because, you know, they had that whole uh, the group summit <laughs> the week before. That was like just such a trash ass. Yeah, segment. whatever. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you know, they're bringing up the stuff that Wendy Chu has done because obviously she aligned herself momentarily with the Casey's. And then mm-hmm. Vic is arguing his point against whatever, you know, Barrett's always doing the one sided thing. Right. And then fucking Barrett, Barrett's like, answer me this, Joseph. Have you ever been hit, slapped in the face with a ball sack? 
That's what I thought. I was like, get the fuck out of here. You can't possibly be able to say that. Like, I was like, wow. well, okay. But it, but it was like, but it's what happened. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, man. It was dumb. But, anyways, uh, it was a whatever match until the comeback sequence, which made the match pretty good. Uh, the finish comes after Wendy puts on this uh, unique rear naked choke. By the way, oh, let me paint the picture. So, Wendy was wearing like this uh, kind of jumpsuit, like Ghostbusters style, right? But it had like kind of like these uh, funky, like 80s uh, hip hop type of uh, colors on it. It was like some uh, oh, okay. French Prince looking shit, right? But gotcha. during the okay. match, oh, I think I know what you're about. Okay. she like zips it down because it goes down halfway and she, mm-hmm. she pulls the sleeves on her, like she gets hot, right? So she pulls, you know, uh, the sleeves off and then she just ties the sleeves around her waist. Okay. So just need to put that out there because. Um, yeah, like I said, there, there's the, the whole comeback. And then Wendy, she she has this unique rear naked choke that she does um, mm-hmm. where she clinches in the grip by like making her hands uh, like doing the go to sleep sign and then actually choking them with their her forearm. Like, oh, it was, OK, I was gotcha. like, OK, I could fuck with that. I was like the, the sleepy elbow, though, I'm, I'm cool off of, you know what I mean? Like, do it. Yeah. You know, the diving that almost sounds like how um, Roman started doing the the guillotine at first you remember when he was mm, doing that he would like kind of snag him right in the like yeah kind of like triangle hole like it, not, yeah. I, well, you know what i mean like it's just like you're like you <laughs> you ain't getting out son <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh sure. but yeah she uh but yeah manny gets out of it wendy was wearing the again the jumpsuit uh you know she ended up zipping it down again she had the sleeves tied around her waist and she was going for this diving attack but manny actually ended up using those sleeves that around her waist to pull her off the top rope and then uh, Wendy, you know, she just runs right into the pump knee for the win. So, um, yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, I knew she couldn't. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, know, not, not my women's uh, division. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ne- next, we had Creed Brothers, uh, a pretty deadly tag team championships. This was a great match. Both teams showing their uh, the ring IQ as well as both of their own unique tag team movesets. Uh, the match really gave both teams a chance to showcase their tag team styles and the difference in personas, which... Those still face versus heels really helped both teams stand out. Um, at one point, Pretty Deadly hit a double spine buster on Julius on the steel steps on the outside, uh, and they start to really isolate him, working over his torso, his back, his midsection, you know, cutting him off from tagging Brutus every chance they get, just textbook uh, type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as filling out the crowd and creating that buildup for the hot tag, uh, Brutus finally gets the tag in and just is an utter wrecking ball. He goes on a tear as he hits the diving cannonball in the ring for, for a near fall. Uh, at one point, Elton Prince tries to slide in the tag belts, uh, but slides it too far as Julius picks up the strap and he looks really intently at, you know, and he's looking out to the crowd because, you know, their parents are out there. Uh, yeah. Their, their family was like front row and he's looking the brothers. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the camera just gets this shot of like, they're like slightly teary eyed dad who honestly just sold this look that said so much in so many different ways. Like he knows how bad they want it, but it's like, like not this way. Like I know this is the easy way, but you've worked too hard. Like it was perfect, bro. Like the way, I don't know who this guy was. If that was a real dad, I don't even know if these guys are real brothers. They don't really look like, but yeah, the moment and how they sold it was, it was great. Uh, Julius gives the strap back to the ref. Kit Wilson tries to run in and sneak him, but he ducks. Brutus hits the torture rack slam, setting up Julius for a big Brock Lesnar-esque shooting star press off the top. Comes back with the running low lariat for the win. New tag team champions. Good good moment. Good moment. Okay. That's what's up. 
And last but not uh, last but not least, the one you've been waiting for, man. <laughs> Braun Breaker against Joe oh, Gacy, yeah. NXT Championship. Uh, you know, if he gets DQ'd, he's out of there. Um, <laughs> com- commentary pointed out that Braun Breaker enters wearing a replica version of the gear his uncle Scott Steiner wore from WrestleMania 9. As Wade Barrett says that that can't bode well since Scott Steiner has been known as one of the most hot-headed people in WWE. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, I'm like, yeah, they've been painting that picture for weeks, Wade. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's kind of what the yeah. Anyways, uh, Gacy intelligently slaps Breaker in the face during the ring and introductions before the bell even rings to already get Breaker <laughs> riled up in his head. Uh, this is a pretty good match, honestly. Gacy really has a hold on his character as far as all the idiosyncrasies. The facial expressions being on point and knowing where the uh, as far as where, knowing where the camera is, you know, uh, but yeah. the whole the whole handstand thing he's been doing is it's gonna not going to work out. The crowd was chanting Wyatt at him as he was doing it. I mean, like, dude, you can't do that. You know what I mean? No. Uh, at one point, one of the hooded men uh, get on the apron and breakers brings him in the ring the hard way. And the ref is uh, dealing with that whole nonsense while the other hooded man slides Gacy a few chairs on the other side of the ring. As Gacy hits the, the Eddie Guerrero special on Braun, as the ref is about to DQ Braun, when another oh. referee out of nowhere, you've never seen this happen. This other referee came out of nowhere, which I was like, man, how do we know he, he ain't get paid by by Braun? You know what I mean? He yeah. comes out of nowhere and, and, and grabs the guy's you arm before waiting the wing just in case, dog. <laughs> Bro, like it was like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, hey, hey you prepared to ride him, you riding for the signers? Was good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just like it's ride or die from here on out, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but like, uh, yeah, so so this ref comes out and right when the other ref, the original ref is about to, you know, do the whole ring the bell. He like grabs his arm like, you know, there's this dramatic thing where he's like, no, no, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. I saw it. He didn't do it. And then, you know, Braun's like, yeah, I told you I didn't do it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Yeah, how can they, man? Yeah. Yeah. I so the, do stuff like this because it's like well, it's not what? consistent. Like, yeah, there's so many other people that have been screwed over that. Yeah, way. there's a lot like, of other blown calls that way that that's never been resolved. Yeah. But I yeah, the, like the, go ahead. You got to have to go back and reverse all of Eddie G's victories. Bruh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially when it's on camera. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, apparently, if you're a referee and you're watching in the back and you're feeling at liberty to and you have the energy, you could run your ass down the ring and mess with a match in the middle of it. Like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, that's, that's the pre- these are the day dangerous precedents you're setting here, NXT. Anyways, uh, the match ensues. We see a spot where Gacy's on the apron in front of the announce table side, and Braun just runs up, hits that shoulder block underneath the rope, pretty much shoving Gacy crashing through the announce table. And I'm thinking, oh, this must be close to being finished, but there was like another 10 minutes after this. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Uh, finish comes up when we see Gacy slide one of those same chairs from earlier to breaker taunting him to use it, even pointing at his head, telling him to hit him with it. Uh, but the ref keeps warning Breaker the consequences. If he does, Breaker ends up giving the chair to the ref who turns around to try to dispose of the chair outside the ring when Gacy hits a low blow with the ref's back turn and stacks up Breaker real high for a close three count. Uh, Breaker is pissed off now at the ref for missing the low blow and it's kind of getting in his face, like getting pissed as Gacy is just laughing it off. Uh, still trying to drive him, obviously, to the point of, like, you know, no no control, trying to get that DQ. Uh, Breaker grabs the other chair now and looks to hit Gacy with it, but instead hits one of the hooded men with it, uh, takes him out uh, off the apron. Gacy tries for the handspring clothesline in the middle of that, but Breaker hits a big spear instead, like a big, big spear, big man spear, big boy spear. 
Uh, then we get the uh, the press slam, front slam for the win, and uh, that was it for uh, in your house. It wasn't a bad show. I can, okay. I can say that, but uh, <laughs> I can admit, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm glad that they I mean, at least are staying with somewhat of the format of like I think you know six. It, it felt like one of the older shows. I did. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, got you. Okay, yeah, we well, yeah. That, that's basically what it sounds like. But yeah, some of those finishes you already admitted weren't the best way to go. But it is the 2.0 way. You know? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I guess on that note, I should just go right into the, the NXT stuff, right? Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, congratulations to Breeds, uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it, yeah. There's there's some fallout from the show, but there's also some stuff that I'm like, uh. I kind of miss those other shows and they would just show the matches that they taped on the same show. They didn't make the pay-per-view. <laughs> I kind of miss my Keith Lee filling matches. Fuck. It's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, anyways, Carmelo opens the show, uh, cuts a celebratory promo uh, before Solo Sokoa interrupted, uh, you know, pretty much interrupts him telling him he got next before Grayson Wall uh, interrupts uh, Sokoa as he kind of aligns with Melo as he, never really brings up or makes reference to wanting a shot at the North American title. Um, he's just kind of out there like saying like, you ain't, how are you next? You ain't got his number. If you had his number, he'd leave you on, uh, on voicemail. <laughs> just shit like that. Right. I'm like, he's just out there. It's just, just to be out there. Basically. Yeah. But I mean, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I swear to God, if they're going to be like, yeah, war game partners. I'm like, nah, that was like eight months ago. Calm down. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Uh, yeah, so, like, like, oh, that looks like that seg's gonna get a lot of views. Let me get out there. Let me get yeah. Let me get a little few impressions, huh? Uh, yeah, Solo yeah. Sakura actually wants to smoke and welcomes the numbers game as he already sees what's about to go down. So he strikes first, but gets overwhelmed by all three men. Uh, later, he gets interviewed in the, in the uh, in the night in the training room, calling out both Waller and Mello for a match. Uh, Mackenzie asks if he's wanting a handicap match, to which he just says, "Yo, if somebody wants to come down again, the mix." Be my guest. I'm not the type to ask for help. Uh, obviously, leaving it open for a mystery partner, right? So, uh, next we got the Tony uh, D'Angelo segment. A little fallout here. Uh, they are outside. Uh, this is earlier in the day. Tony D and the Goombas pull up to the arena in the SUV driven by Cruz del Toro. As Santos and Joaquin Wilder are there awaiting their uh, arrival, Tony is asking Tony, uh, Santos if he took care of that thing, and he responds, "Yes, the papers will be ready by Friday." to Tony D's liking. Then he asks, what about the other thing? As Joaquin says, yes, the city hall meeting is scheduled for Thursday. And he starts to ask uh, Tony why he has him doing these things to which Tony just, you know, pats him on the, on the shoulders. Like, he's like, you're going to learn how things run, uh, how things work here, kid. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, man, this, I'm like, as a grown man, I'm like, Nick, if you don't get your fucking hands off. <laughs> yeah, him, <bro."> yeah. <laughs> uh, then uh, he changes his focus to Santos's uh, suit and tells him he needs to uh, get into his ring gear pretty much as he has a match tonight. And Santos is looking at sense like like no one tells me when I get the wrestle. You know what I mean? Type thing. So yeah. mm-hmm. uh, we got a run back match. It was Von Wagner against Josh Briggs again, um, even though we just had this. But uh, Briggs is cornered by Brooks Jensen and, and Fallon Henley is Von Wagner is cornered by Robert Stone and Sophia Cromwell. Uh, during the match, Wagner attacks Jensen's broken hand while on the outside. And then the finish comes when Fallon Henley distracts the ref as uh, Jensen slips off the cast. Oh, this sounds familiar. Slides it in the ring to Briggs, who nails Wagner with it and hits the big running lariat for the win. See, this is what gets me is that this you is got go. guys that are running 2.0 in Bruce Pritchard, etc., who want to go back to character type 
driven stuff and yeah. elementary, basically fundamental stuff. But it's like, who's the heel if you got the face? Yeah, I mean, I get the comeuppance, but it's like they use the cast. It's like, you know what I mean? It's, like like long term, it don't make sense. Long term, it's, it's yeah, a heel they, thing. Yeah, yeah. So like right now, I, I like you said, well, he's the one who broke it. So screw this guy, right? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But let's hope that it's not going to be the same thing next week, right? So, because that's the thing. After the match, he 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 showed how he can slip it on and slip it off. I'm like, so are you showing that you're okay? That you're that you're no longer like you're actually no longer injured, or what's the deal? See, it's such a far cry. You remember when? I mean, D'Lo, he had everybody thinking. He well, was I was. Th- I mean, we we had just <laughs> talked about it last week with the Owen Hart's, the Bob Orton's. You know what I mean? I think you said the Trevor Murdoch's of the world too. Like, yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, we, we we were talking about. I mean, and by the way, shout out to Briggs. He definitely has a uh, Stan. Uh, uh, Hanson ask uh, uh, Larry on his hand, so um, mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. It's that or the big booty be doing, anyways. Chase University segment, um, pretty much they present uh, Tia Hale with an official scholarship for Chase U for the 2023 academic year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they start oh. to, they start to take a picture when pretty deadly interrupt, uh, and call Tia Hale embarrassing. Uh, leaving Bodie Hayward to speak up and tells them, yeah, you know what? Maybe this picture needs some more star power. So how about you guys go grab your tag belt? Oh, wait, that's right. You lost those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, pretty deadly get pissed and tell Andre Chase to watch his back. And he says, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> it, was, it was such a funny <laughs> response. Like, yeah, you better watch your back. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> it was just so funny. Uh, but le- uh, later, the cameras caught up and we see Bodie Hayward injured and in pain. I'm like, dude, we've seen them do this before. Except it was a. Uh, who the fuck was it? I can't remember. But they did this to Bodie already. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Wasn't uh, it uh, Harlan? Oh, yeah. When he was about to fucking drop him from the, from the roof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's in pain from getting attacked from behind. But uh, at least he knows that it, it was uh, pretty deadly. But Andre Chase is pretty pissed off. He's like, I'm going. He said, I'm going to go and kick their asses. <laughs> and he just storms <laughs> off like low, like solo dolo. Right. Uh, and, and this was later in the match. But I figured since I, t- I brought up the segment, I'd bring it up now. So Andre yeah. Chase goes out there. It's supposed to be him and Bodie versus Pretty Deadly, but Pretty Deadly come out using John. What I wrote is John Morrison's entrance now with the slow mo jumbo effect. Oh, uh, really? Hair blowing and just yeah, that whole thing. I'm like, you know, they're not using his pose, but it's the same effect. Like no one else. I don't know, no one that was doing it outside. Okay, you know what? I don't know who did it first between Jomo and the beautiful people in TNA, but those are the only two I would think would have like a direct argument on that you know what i mean but yeah mm-hmm. uh anyways andre chase comes stomping down to the ring does not waste time as he's elected to take them on in a handicap match and uh he's making great work of the former of the former champs for a while before falling victim to the tag team game we see Bodie trying to crawl down to the ring but he's still hurt with tia racing out behind him telling him not to because he's still hurt. But he's like, we can't leave him alone. We got to help him. (laughs) And then she kind of just gets this idea where like, you know what? I'm going to help him, you know? And she just goes and like hops on the apron and like, she's reaching for the tag. I'm like, yo, this is not the intergender match. Like, what are we doing here? And pretty deadly, pretty much just laugh her off and mock her on the apron before she actually slaps the piss out of kit. Uh, which allows the opening for Andre Chase to make a nice comeback, included with the Russian leg sweep and the Chase U fraternity stomps, uh, which I just call them that. I don't know what they're called. Spell it out, baby. Uh, but the finish comes after Chase gets hit with the spilt milk for the win, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I did I did hear. So wait, was this a, a, a two-on-one? Yeah, it was two-on-one, but it was weird. Like I said, she like went down there, 
like she was reaching for the the tag, but the ref never made it like, oh, this is official. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, see, that's that's what's weird too. Was I heard? Didn't she slap one of them? And someone was uh, yeah. That's why I said she she slapped Kit. And yeah, then, like yeah, but it wasn't DQ, right? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people thought. Well, that see, was I wonder though because he he could have not even if uh, he could have not been the the legal man in the match too. I don't know. Oh, man. okay, that's true. They got to protect themselves because we will we will yeah. find it. <laughs> uh, oh, Santos yeah. Escobar comes out for his match, and it's against Nathan Frazier, actually. Um, Santos, okay. he has to walk out with Tony D's music and the Goombas flanking him, so he's <laughs> he's hating it. Uh, Tony D's on commentary. Uh, match starts with both men going hold for hold, counter for counter, until Tony D tells Santos, like, literally, he stands up while, like, with the headset on. He's like, hey, what are you doing? It's, what, what are you doing? It's too boring. Do something else. Do something else. Then all of a sudden, like the action just picks up <laughs> and, and we hear Vic Joseph exclaim on commentary. Did you just put something in Wade's pocket as Tony D is telling Vic to mind his own business? And Wade is asking Vid like incredulously, like, Vic, did you just become a cop tonight or what? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, what? Like, why are we all trying to get each other over on commentary for shit? We can't even see. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Because, you know, of course, like, you know, uh, Tony and Wade were getting along just, you know swimmingly so uh escobar uh, keeps finding himself distracted by tony d at commentary taking his eyes off the ball uh santos starts to fire up though as he hits that big suicide dive headbutt through the ropes uh almost near tony and tony didn't like it and he tells him you know what uh i don't want you doing that move anymore take it out your repertoire nobody likes it really i was, I was like yo what the fuck is going on yeah <laughs> santos is continuing like to get pissed and taking out his frustration on fraser though uh, throughout the picture in picture, he locks in the walls of Jericho deep on Frazier. Uh, but Frazier gets to the ropes and he starts to fight back with some fast paced offense, including the running, standing, shooting star press. But finish comes when one of the Goombas tries to slide the crowbar to Santos, who refuses to take it, uh, but turns right around into a jumping Enziguri, uh, which sets him up for the Phoenix splash from Frazier for the win. Big win uh, for Frazier against. Uh, I mean, I was kind of surprised that they let him get that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a pretty good win for Frazier, for sure. And the thing is, I only say that because I don't know what their plans are. I was like, in my head, I'm like, I feel like they're going to try to put him and Wesley together to remake MSK. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, because they've already crossed paths before, so I'm like, I'm hoping that I, 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 that's not what I want, but I feel like they were, they, that's something that they definitely had on the table, right? Uh, anyways, we got Braun Breaker with an in-ring promo. Um, he pretty much is talking about his win, but he's like, oh, he's not dumb. You know, uh, he's on his way to the ring. He passed by a whole lot of uh, superstars with that hungry look in their eye. I'm paraphrasing, of course, probably making him sound way cooler. Uh, but he basically says, who's, you know, who's going to step up when Apollo Cruz's music hits to. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I heard something about him coming back, but I didn't know what the uh, context was, but he comes out uh to a big pop from the crowd says he's missed the energy by the way he's speaking in a perfect english accent no uh, not the nigerian uh heel stuff uh says he's missed the energy from nxt says that it's true he's heard nxt and he noticeably he said he's here for as long as he wants to be i was like oh okay Mm -hmm. uh he puts over breakers in-ring talent and says that uh unfortunately he left nxt way too soon and uh that means he left a lot of things unfinished on the table and he's back to accomplish those things and to make history and said that one day he and the champ will make some money together. Or, or I'm sorry, make some history together. But until that day, he'll see him down the road. So pretty interesting, you know, 
Yeah, I heard it was pr- uh, a pretty good babyface promo, but uh, yeah, I did yeah, hear I was surprising because I thought he was he would go the heel route, obviously trying to help Braun uh, further the, the reign, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am interested I heard because have, uh, what's his name with him, right? General, no, nah, whatever, his Aziz, name is. Aziz, yeah, Aziz, yeah, Aziz and sorry wasn't there at all. You know? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> we did get Roxanne Perez versus Tiffany Stratton in the, the finals for the breakout tournament. Uh, no lie, hats off to both women, man. You know, I've been h- how my attention span has been with this whole uh, coverage of the tournament. But uh, this really so- uh, showcased Roxanne's selling abilities and her, uh, her ring psychology. Uh, Tiffany Stratton really came out of her green ass shell like a pistachio as well. <laughs> and uh, oh, okay. really showed her talents as a heel and was honestly a career defining performance for her uh, because of how big the match was uh, since she's been there, you know, uh, but it helped people take her more seriously, I believe, in the long run when she's more of a well-rounded, complete presentation. So I gotcha. thought this was really good for her. A couple spots to note here. Roxanne hits the suicide dive Dez press. Uh, Tiffany uh, hits a great-looking sit-out powerbomb uh, for a near fall. But the finish comes when Stratton tries for a BME, but instead of two hops, it was with three hops. Like she went uh, bottom rope, second rope, top rope. But it was a, a beautifully executed BME. She uh, nearly misses Roxanne, who hips the Pop Rocks for the victory, making her the winner of the first annual NXT Women's Breakout Tournament, Roxanne Perez. Uh, of course, Cora Jade comes out to celebrate with her post-match, uh, you know, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Presents her with the contract and all that until Toxic Attraction's uh, music hits and they interrupt the celebration. Mandy mocks Roxanne's sacrifices and all the long drives to go to training. She was talking about in her... Uh, her buildup, uh, you know, package or video package and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, everything she endured to get the WWE uh, makes fun of Roxanne and Cora and tells her it's all downhill from here and that she has a better chance of getting drafted to Raw or SmackDown than challenging for either her or uh, JC and Gigi's uh, titles. Uh, Toxic Attraction, of course, tries to jump the, you know, tries to jump them two on three, but we get Indy Hartwell in to make the save for a little three on three as they announce a, a six woman uh, tag for next week. So, Mm, okay. uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that could have waited till maybe next week and just would have gave them their moment. But, you know, either way, it was all good. Mm-hmm. We got all a right. back, backstage segment with Mello. You know, he's he's going to be in the main event uh, with, you know, teaming up with Waller against uh, Sokoa and possibly possibly not a partner. So. Anyways, he and uh, Trick are walking around the ri- uh, towards the ring, getting ready for the match. When they are uh, approached by Tony D and the Goombas, uh, he pretty much tells Mello more or less that if he wants that title reign to last longer than his first, then he needs to fall in line with the new family of NXT. Uh, I thought for sure this would lead to like him trying to extort him for like protection money or something, <laughs> but uh, instead, Trick tells Tony that uh, he he may be the don of NXT, but Mello is the son of NXT because everything revolves around him. Uh, Mello says that he's quote gaba good on all on any offer he's trying to make as Tony D warms him that he better stay out of his way son because yeah, he's like, since he called himself son he's like oh, you know he, uh, you know s-u-n versus s-o-n but he's like yeah gotcha. you okay. stay, stay out of my way son or that title reign will end in the blink of an eye and wishes him luck on his match before they walk off and we see Mello ass trick uh you know pretty much who he thinks he's talking to and why he's not putting respect on his name and then trick is like he blinks twice and says, yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. Look, 
I just blinked twice. I still, I still see you the A champion. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, but you know, is in the blink of an eye? I was like, okay, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. You know, or not not cool. Yeah. But you know what I mean, like like entertaining. I was like, it fit it fit his character perfectly. <clears throat> but uh, uh, last few segments here, and uh, the lot the main um, Alba Fire uh went against Tatum Paxley, who was uh one of the um, new faces in the breakout tournament. Um, this match honestly just came as a result of Tatum and Lash Legend. They had like a segment on in your house. It was like them two and a few uh, other extras watching a, an Alba Fire vignette they played uh, okay. during, the, during the pape where uh, Lash Legend just pretty much pops off about her not being a big deal. But Tatum was like more on some like put some money where your mouth is and ask her for a match. And okay. like, her just like, well, like, you know, I, she knows what, what, what going to happen if we get in a match. She's like, well, if you don't, then I will. And then she just pretty much just laid down the challenge and just you know so that's how this match came about oh, okay, uh, finish comes when alba hits the firebomb or the the gory bomb and then the swanton diving swanton uh pretty big time because tatum rolled out the way and she still hit her like she tried to, yeah she tried to roll away and then she looked and just did the whole rvd uh uh shoulder shrug and just fucking just went for it uh post, post match they shake hands but as alba makes her way up the ramp lash legend sneaks her from behind with the pump kick and like, like you said earlier it was a pretty uh pretty vicious uh landing so um, yeah i mean it almost looked like it looked like she knew she was going to commit to the cell but maybe didn't expect to hit the back of her her head because it looked like she grabbed her head almost immediately and then went right back to selling you know what i mean it, it was it looked like she was very um aware that she may have overdone it you know, so hopefully there's no concussion or something like that. You know what I mean? She, so she she went full Alba Fire. That's what happened. Yeah, apparently. I guess is what she went. Uh, last few segments here, and then the the main we had a Diamond Mine segment here, which is pretty interesting. You got Roddy bearing the hatchet with the Creeds, as they've been kind of at odds the last couple of weeks. Uh, as they all agree that they rose to the occasion and earned the tag team championships until Idris and Malik interrupt. Uh, congratulating them but trying to ask for a title opportunity the crowd uh the crowds the creeds act buddy buddy with them for some reason and happily grant them a tag team title match for next week mm-hmm. and then roddy then jumps all over the creeds for this he's like basically saying like oh well they, they said well you, you always said diamond mind uh, doesn't back down from anything right he's like yeah, but it's not Christmas you don't just give them a title match you got to make them earn it I'm like yeah that was the best Yes, a hundred percent. Like, th- yeah, that makes sense. And it, it, ain't, it ain't like the Roddy that used to be scared of riding in the trunks of limos. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, that, yeah, it's a long cry from that. Right? Yeah, That's I was so like, funny. okay, that I'm like, he's really pl- getting into the role. So I like this. Then he kind of recalibrates his whole initial opinion of the championship match from in your house and says, you know what? Now that I think about it, you guys made a few mistakes that almost caught you guys the titles. And you know what? You guys are real lucky to be champions. Before walking off, I'm like, yo, this dude is like. When there's smoke, there's fire. This was he's uh, he's turning up the heat a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, we got another vignette from Giovanni Vinci. Uh, pretty much the second one from the former Fabian Eichner, now known as Giovanni Vinci. As we get the actual face reveal, this time we see his Eichner uh, now has what I what I wrote. I mean, not the spray paint aspect of it, but a Hogan esque dark beard. Now, uh, you know, before he was clean shaven. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. but I think I believe they said he'll be de- debuting next week. And uh, also in the same vein of debuting next week, uh, the Dyads, which are the official name of Joe Gacy's hooded man. Uh, That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah, they will be making their debut next week as well. 
I'm just so, I'm. It just so like, like I'm like, it's, why do you have hooded men that are also wrestlers? That shit is stupid. Yeah, that don't but make no is sense. It, is it Giovanni? You said is his name? Yeah, Giovanni Vinci. It's just tough not to think they're trying to give him like the old Cesaro package. Oh, it's definitely that. But I mean, they didn't spend that much time with Cesaro because they're more on the wealth isn't just isn't isn't just about money. It's what you wear type. That, that that's kind of where they're going with it. You know what I mean? Where it's like he looks like money. He has money, but looks like money too type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know they they kind of did a little bit with that with Cesaro, but it, they focused more on like he was this dynamo from you know Europe who spoke what six languages and shit and. You know what I mean? Like they didn't really like 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 if they really like they could have uh, zeroed in on that transporter Jason Statham sort of thing, but they never really did until later yeah. where they were like, yeah, oh, we're like 007 with it with the tearaway suit. Like, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, for sure. uh, main event time, Solo Sequoia taking on Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller. Waller. Uh, uh, heels come out first, but Solo comes out with a microphone in hand. Says as much as he wants to kick both their asses, he found someone who feels the same way and enter Apollo Cruz. <laughs> did you did you already know? Or you just guessed it. No, I already knew. Okay, I was thinking, I'm like, he's gonna be like, Apollo. <laughs> no, I mean it's smart. I mean, you you want to get them mixed Re- it up, reacquainted, right? yeah, 100 percent Yeah. And and this is a pretty good, uh, pretty good picture storyline-wise to get mixed up in. As far as the players that are involved, you got the Wallers, the Mellows, and um, obviously Sokoa, who's showing promise of his own. Uh, commentary says this is uh, Apollo's first match in NXT since 2016, my guy. Ooh. Crazy, right? Uh, Apollo shows off the strength early with a 30-second stalling vertical suplex. Damn. I'm, I'm saying the crowd counted out loud to 30. So he's going back to the U-Haw Nation. I'm hoping so. Uh, Mello takes over the match in the blink of an eye, no pun intended, uh, with the high-speed version of that tilt-the-world face buster he does. Like, dude, he just, like, he, he like, Apollo was, like, like uh, taunting, I think, and he mm. just hopped in the ring, hit the rope super quick, and just, like, oh, yeah? And just tilt-the-world, smash him on the face, and he was like, man, get the fuck out of my ring. Like, <laughs> I was like, yo, and I was... That was kind of dope. Like yeah. <laughs> the way he did it, it was like like he made it look so easy. Like oh oh oh, you the new guy? Yo, I'm the new. I'm the new guy. Like you know what I mean? Anyways, yeah, okay. Waller takes advantage of the surprise attack, lays down some punishment on on Apollo. As he and Mello trade uh, more tags in and out, isolating Cruz. You know the deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Sokoa uh, finally gets the tag in and uh, hits Waller with the super kick, the running hip splash in the corner before Apollo hits the the springboard diving attack on the outside before picture in picture. Uh, Waller hits Solo with the diving elbow drop for a near fall. I don't know what he calls it. That it's like the one where it makes it seem like he's dribbling through his legs and shit. Um, yeah, it's like that, like that dunk contest elbow that he does. Make him haul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crew tags in. A uh, Cruz tags in and plays the hits. Uh, the rebound jumping clothesline on Waller and the standing on moonsault on the ground as well. Uh, Solo takes out Mello with the super kick and they continue brawling on the outside. Uh, but the finish comes when Waller hits Apollo uh, or tries to hit Apollo with the stun. Oh, no, he, I'm sorry. He hits Apollo with the stun gun across the ropes and then tries for the tumbling stunner. But Cruz catches him in midair, uh, delivers the back suplex powerbomb for the for the win. And that was it. Damn, he caught him in the air. 
Like he tried to go for the for the stunner and he just ca- he just like grabbed him. You know what I mean? Like kind of yeah. like uh, what happens when you go for a, a diamond cutter, but they hold you in and just push you off. So he yeah. caught him, but then he just lifted him up and just put him into the, the power bomb. Yeah, that's pretty hard. Yeah, it was a pretty good look for Paulo. No, I'm going to lie. And honestly, I was shocked that he got, the, I mean, not that I'm hating on him, but you know how these fans can be. So the fact that, uh, and the fact that yeah. a lot of them are probably more on the 2.0 side of things, but when they mm-hmm. saw he was there and that was before they knew he was uh, a face, he got a really good, really good uh, amount of support. So, but uh, yeah, that was NXT on all lands, man. And I was a little bit long winded on the first, uh, the first uh, half of the show. We're going to go into a much needed break and then we're going to come back, lighten the fuse with that dynamite. Yo, you already know what it is. It's Quincy Jones Go with that brand new storyline tease drop. This time featuring one of the most buzzworthy polarizing figures in the industry right now. Free MJF. That's right. The man behind the brand new modern pipe bomb of 2022. The mensch of the cinch, the one and only. Get the shirt right now. Because Storyline Tease is better than you, and we all know it. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, featuring the best damn commentary team on the planet. Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? Yep. Yeah. yeah, we back. We back. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I know you uh, highlighted the first half of this with... Uh, Mostly NXT stuff, but again, we were removed a couple days from uh, In Your House. And uh, yeah, man, uh, definitely some cool news seeing uh, Apollo get back into the NXT fold. I will say this, too. Um, you did mention he had talked about being gone too early from the system. And I think a lot of us felt that way because although he was having good matches, he didn't really get a chance to really, I don't want to say ply his trade, but like... He didn't really get the flourish. Eating. Yeah, he, he, I felt like yeah. he had a... he was. He was a kind of a utility guy and he would yeah. get wins here and there. But mm-hmm. as far as like, they didn't really do anything with them. They didn't really do anything substantial, like storyline wise to showcase his character development. Like they kind of just threw him out there. They knew he could do cool moves, but they didn't really do anything with them. Like he, that's the thing. He didn't develop in developmental. Basically. Yeah. What I heard too was, um, I think around that time, because I know Simon Gotch or the former Simon Gotch, he was, uh, yeah, I did, hear, about, I did hear about that where they just like, they rushed a bunch of people. Yeah, because they were trying to keep Finn down as as long as they could in the system. Yeah, I I did think that uh, it it was very interesting to see. I don't know. Cruz probably did come up during that time, so I wonder if he was also part of that. But, but yeah, no, really good to see what he can do. I mean, I didn't mind the Nigerian, um, you know, like accent thing because it was playing on who he was, but turning it up a little bit, you know what I mean? But It'd be cool to see the reset button, uh, you know, especially in NXT. You know what I mean? Uh, couldn't be a blanker canvas for him right now. So, but uh, yeah, man, I'm about to get ready to light the fuse and bring the boom. You ready for this? Oh, what kind of fuse are we talking, brother? Oh, 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 the, the show. short one. <laughs> oh, the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, it could be short as long as it's a fatty. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no uh, yeah, man, let's just uh, let's like that thing. Um, yeah, of course, we, we, we uh, started off. Yeah, definitely. Before I jump into the show, I do want to give one little uh, MJF update. Apparently, it's being said that um, MJF stayed in L.A. 
um, instead of going to Ontario and et cetera, after, uh, you know, when we were at the forum show. Uh, and apparently there were a couple of parties uh, for, you know, TNT, Warner, media, all that discovery. Merger yeah. Oh, stuff. yeah. That's what the party. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I think but, it's, uh, it must be that same party I was referring to earlier. Yeah. But MJF didn't show up. But it's also being said uh, internally that Warner wants MJF taken off of like all the promotional so stuff. So I, I call it bullshit because I, I, I do, too, because I, and just because I did hear that his merch uh, got pulled and all that too. Yeah, his profile's not even on the website, not even on the alumni side. The only people on the alumni side, I think, are are Brody and Cody and Brandy. Oh, okay. So, like, uh, I call bullshit because I feel like they're just trying to do things and make it seem real, which is fine. But when you got it, you know, like, because this is the thing, well, where is this news coming from? Why would we know that Warner... Yeah. Uh, that, that Warner Discovery put out a company edict to remove him. Like we, that's not information we would know. That would be in a company email that wouldn't even like go to a wrestling fan. You know what I'm saying? It would be someone yeah. in in a corporate position to pass on to Tony or whoever, and you would need whatever department it would need to be passed on to so to get that done. Again, if this is real. So I mean, on one end, you know, yeah, the effort to make it more realistic, yeah, but sometimes less is more. You know what I mean? Like. I don't I don't think right on the heels of the promo, I think you should kind of like space it out, time it out. That's the best way to say it. It's the time time shit out. But go ahead. My bad. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. No, I mean, yeah, like I said, I just thought it was important to bring a few of that a few of those things up uh, again as the ongoing shoot work, shoot, you know, whatever is going on with this MJF uh, TK saga. But uh, no, AW Dynamite. Uh, you know, you talked about CM Punk, uh, you know, going down with a knee injury. Uh, he's not going to be relinquishing. Uh, instead, we're going to be having an interim champion. And to help with that process, we kicked off this uh, week's Dynamite with the Casino Battle Royale. We talked about it earlier in the uh, in the show. But uh, yeah, basically, we had uh, the first set. Uh, of course, you know how it goes with uh, different suits. We got the clubs. Which had uh, Lance Archer, Tony Nice, Daniel Garcia, Darby Allen, Eddie Kingston. Uh, you know, uh, we had Bates. Uh, I mean, I, I just wrote down a few spots that were noteworthy. Archer choke slamming Tony Nice. Good to see that. Darby using his skateboard. Uh, he gets his little pinball tope suicida on to Archer, which I really like them facing off because I don't think we've ever seen that yet, or at least not for longer than what we saw in the Battle Royal. Uh, Archer versus Darby. That's an easy David versus Goliath type situation. Um, you know, uh, we also got, oh, I'll, you know, I'll just read off the rest of the suits. Diamonds had Ricky Starks, Jake Hager, Ray Phoenix, and uh, Swerve and our glory members, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Uh, the Hearts had John Silver, Kanosuke uh, Takeshita. We had uh, Max Caster, Austin Gunn, and Colton Gunn of the Ass Claimed, as the internet has uh, belovingly called them. Spades, we have Powerhouse Hobbs, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish of Red Dragon, or uh, Undisputed Elite, whichever one you want to pay homage to. Dante Martin and uh, BCC's Willer Yuta. And, uh, of course, as the Joker, uh, we had a good reveal I thought was Andrade Elidolo. Um, kind of shows off uh, where they're going to be focusing his new direction with uh, bringing in Roosh at the uh, – or the what seemingly will be Roosh's uh, – inclusion into AEW uh, uh double or nothing but um yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I remember seeing that um 
and I was excited for it. But then I see what they did with him in this battle royal, especially when you see like I'm not to jump ahead, but when I saw how like who he was left in the ring with, and I saw that he got eliminated, yeah. I'm like, what? The f-? I'm like, how do you how do you not go with this guy? Yeah, you know that's the thing is, I felt like the final four. Um, I didn't understand it. I feel like Phoenix and hats off to Phoenix, but he tends to find himself in these battle Royals a lot. And like in one of the final four to six spots, which I can't tell if it's just to utilize his skidding the cat mindset, you know, because yeah, the, the exciting moves to keep the crowd into it. I don't know. Exactly. It's... You know, but I will say this. Uh, I liked seeing Eddie and Darby face off at one point. Uh, Keith Lee and Archer also faced off. <laughs> he was, he was slapping the shit out of Darby. Yeah. Uh, and Lee actually eliminated Archer with kind of like a powerbomb style uh, uh, elimination, I guess if you want to call it that. Uh, commentary did note June 12th, this Sunday, uh, New Japan's Dominion. We're going to see Hiroshi Tanahashi take on Haruki uh, Goto, yeah. where the winner will face the uh, winner of the Battle Royal um, and Mox, which would take place in the main event of Dynamite later that night. And those two would fight to be the interim AEW champion at Forbidden Door uh, later on in the in the month. Uh, we did see uh, the ass claimed, as I like to call him, uh, or they didn't like to call him. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, it's better than the ass clown, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Exactly. They had they had a funny uh, scissor spot. Uh, we do see Lee get eliminated by Swerve, and the thing is, I thought Swerve from the beginning was kind of wasn't he too buddy buddy, right? He was being way too buddy buddy with well, Keith, right? He seemed like heel because at one point they're double teaming Kanosuke, and he's like holding him, you know, his arm, pinning his arms behind his back while Keith Lee was way bigger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I gave him a grizzly magnum and. You know, the way they were stomping him out, it just seemed like he was working heel. So I wasn't really surprised to see that at one point. Um, and then what I thought it was weird was then he tries to get in on uh, the action when all the heels try to triple team Darby. And then he ends up uh, eliminating Darby himself, you know, and, and like I, it's almost it, like. Yeah, it was it was. uh he kind of, stopped that high low and everything. So no lie, like this is so when I'm watching that segment, I'm watching the way that Swerve is being with Keith Lee a, a few different times earlier in the yeah. match, and I was like, man, I feel like he's overcompensating, like he's trying to really sell that they're cool, like they're they're in this together. And I was like, if it was me, I feel like we're gonna get a heel turn from him soon, right? I'm not thinking tonight. I'm thinking like maybe yeah. a couple weeks. And then when I see that, and then literally two minutes after I say that, he eliminates him and has that that whole look on his face. I was like, "Yo, that was so good!" Because he has that 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 smile with the the grill in, and then you got yeah, uh, J, Jr. of all people. Well, you know his namesake is Swerve. I was like, "Man, that yeah. was that was great." It that reminded me, he uh. What was that dude's name that he he was he was just beating the, the tar off of? Was it Leon? Oh, Leon Ruff, yeah. Ruff, yeah, that kind of smile. Was yeah, exactly, yep, yep. You know what yep. I mean? So, but see, Ruff. at first, I, I was thinking maybe it's not a hill turn. He's just like on some, hey, man, it's, it's uh, you know, uh, all man for themselves. But then, like, then he, like you said, he went into the same thing with Darby. I was like, yo, this is, <laughs> he's really trying to get on his shit right now. I'm like, I'm not yeah. mad at him at all. So, yeah, my, my, my bad, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. And then one thing to note is that, uh, Kingston did eliminate Garcia, but then Hager eliminated. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, 
that kind of comes back in a, in a promo later on, which I'll get to uh, in a little bit. But uh, the final four are uh, Wheeler Yuta, uh, Andrade Eladolo, Kyle O'Reilly, Ray Phoenix. We see Kyle and Yuta face off. Uh, Andrade actually low blows Phoenix midair and then eliminates him. Yuta back body drops Andrade to the floor. And so it's the final two are Yuta and Kyle. That's when I was like, this is so weird. And I thought in my head, Kyle versus Mox sounds interesting on paper, but not for an interim title shot. And then Yuta versus Mox revisited since his membership has been, you know, invoked. Makes sense, but it's also kind of a see-through finish. You know what I mean? I don't see Wheeler, who's already a champion, facing... You know, anybody from New Japan at Forbidden Door to become the interim champion. I just don't. Not at this stage in his career. I, I was actually surprised that uh, Danielson wasn't in. Oh, did you hear that, by the way? <laughs> I don't know if you heard that? that. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the commentary were. Uh, during the main event? Oh, was it during the main event? Was where it? He, where is it? Where Jim Ross. I, I think uh, I, I was. Oh, I kept thinking it was during the uh, the Battle Royal. But yeah, he, he had said that Kyle O'Reilly reminded him of, of, a, brand, uh, of a Daniel Bryan. Well, I'm yeah. sorry, Brian Danielson's pardon me. I'm sorry, I messed that up. And then <laughs> Wade, or, or not Wade, uh, freaking, yeah. Uh, he's like, well, I made the name up, so you can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, that was so clean. He loves to break that fourth wall, man, which I'm not mad at. But uh, yeah, we did see these two in the final two. They face off on the apron above the floor. Kyle actually traps Yuta with a dragon screw uh, in the rope, and then boots him uh, to the floor for the win. And uh, so, just to reiterate, he'll go on to face John Moxley in the main event. The winner yeah, of that. I didn't like. I didn't like it was the same night. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, I got a little confused. There was a lot of, of mm-hmm. double stacking, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to call it. I'll call it fan splaining instead of mansplaining. Like yeah, that's how, absolutely. But uh, yeah, no. So the winner of those two will go on to face the winner of uh, Hiroshi uh, Tanahashi and Goto this Sunday, and then those two will clash at Forbidden Door. Uh, this takes us to a backstage promo from John Moxley. He says he's been uh, big game hunting in New Japan and trailblazing in AEW for the last three years. Calls his match with Kyle a uh, Wednesday night war come to life, but says, hey, you're facing the wrong guy at the wrong time because that title opportunity belongs to me. Says the Forbidden Door itself belongs to him and as well. Uh, before he claims that uh, both New Japan, AEW, and the very sport of pro wrestling will all become his come June 26th at Forbidden Door. Um, you know, n- not not bad. Uh, kind of straight to the point. Uh, and then uh, we get kind of a mixed bag, a injury update, which you already kind of highlighted, CM Punk. Surgery went well. Uh, again, there's no timetable, but uh, we, you know, that's when we find out again, he's not relinquishing the title. They're going to have a unification match down the line. Doctors are very happy with the outcome. But uh, we also get the uh, inclusion of a new uh, title belt. Uh, and uh, the way it was yeah, presented. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I will say because you've been hearing about trios this, trios that. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought the trios belts were going to drop soon. I, I know on a recent podcast interview, TK says he has them physically. I mean, especially when you see uh, CMFTR two days before, yeah. you know. I- you're like, oh, this must be what they're hitting at. Like, nope, nope. And I saw somebody actually highlight when the belts drop, like what a hell of a division it's going to be because they do have a lot. I of saw teams, that tweet. Yeah. You know? And, and that yeah. was only that was just only off the top, like maybe what, four or five teams off the rip. I think it was like almost six that I saw. But still, you know, like like that's to me, um, 
it's it does make it exciting for sure. But this new title belt, uh, it was presented as a uh, AEW proudly presents the All Atlantic Championship, a new title that represents the AEW fans watching around the world in over 130 countries. This spectacular international stage promises to bring the best of the best for decades to come. And uh, interesting names in this uh, tournament, man. Uh, Buddy Matthews representing Australia. He went against uh, Pac, which uh, we'll get into in a second, who's representing, obviously, uh, Great Britain. We got Canada's uh, Ethan Page taking on, uh, I want to say, Bulgaria's uh, yeah, Mira. Yeah, yeah, he's going He's going against Mira. Gotcha. And then we got uh, Malachi Black of Denmark taking on uh, Mexico's Penta Oscuro. And then, of course, we got two unnamed uh, New Japan talents that are also in the bracket. So that will be interesting to see what they bring to the table. Uh, but it, I think it's all going to culminate to a four-way uh, for, for the title um at the uh for the all atlantic title as you say at forbidden door um june 26th so that'll be interesting in terms of uh, a fun card yeah it was just weird the way he he uh detailed it or, or explained it where it's like in honor of all our viewers across i'm like well doesn't wouldn't that make it a tv championship <laughs> yeah, exactly I, to me i think they were trying to stay away from just make basically calling it their intercontinental title you know but that's basically mm. what it is, yeah. you know, and, and they have a lot of people from different regions, which I, I really like the, you know, with the with the flag. It, it, you know, yeah, they, yeah. I'm not mad at the emphasis on that, but it's not worth to come up with this tournament. Yeah, especially after just having two tournaments and so a I'm battle gonna, royal that y'all just went. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like, sheesh. Y'all just giving away time, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we do get a uh, all-Atlantic title tournament match. Buddy Matthews taking on Pac. We get a stoic stalemate of speed and strength, that I called it, uh, to kick off the match. I've been waiting for these guys to mix it up. They have a very similar build, um, and I would say move set. Uh, I just don't know if I would have had their first meeting been in a tournament, um, or at least not in the opening segment. It would have been great to see them both be in the four-way, maybe. But uh, we see Matthews hit uh, his version of the Chicago skyline to Pac. Uh, then he begins to dominate. Uh, we see Pac hit a desperation rope-hung-style satellite DDT, which was very incredible to watch. Uh, then it delivers a stiff super kick, uh, but eats a rising knee smash from Buddy before nailing a rebound German suplex. Uh, we see Matthews hit a Mid-rope sunset flip and then deadlifts Pack into, or Pack, I should say, into a Liger bomb for a near fall. Uh, Pack counters a package super kick in the corner with a mid-rope poison Rana, uh, follows up with a pump kick, and then ends the match with a black arrow for the win. Post-match, we see uh, the Lucha Bros come to the ring to celebrate Pac's win. Well, uh, we see the House of Black join uh, Buddy Matthews on stage as he licks his wounds. Important to note, uh, you know, that the House of Black will also, uh, they, they have more business with Lucha Bros. Uh, and at this tournament, because like I said, Penta will be facing Black in a uh, match as well in this tournament. So um, looks like they're not that done with each other right away. I don't, I mean, I would have had them stay away from each other. Um, you know, but you know, it's not my company. It's Tony's. <laughs> so I don't, know, I don't know what to say. Cause I, it's like I said, I love their six man at double or nothing, but it just seems like it took so long to get there. And now we're getting more matches with them that we probably should have got before. Like, you know, I can imagine, uh, if they had a lot of singles matches before the trios matches, you know what I'm saying? Like just with all the players. I, it, I mean, to me, I, I just wish they would just let it go. 
they already had the trios match. They don't necessarily have to keep it going with these singles matches in the tournament just for the sake of like, like it'd be nice to see them both doing something different than fighting each other for a change. I agree. I agree. Uh, Eddie Kingston backstage promo uh, basically tells this is great. Yeah. (laughs) Basically told every member of the JAS. He hates them, calls out Hager for eliminating him and costing him a chance at the title. And then uh, basically calls him out to a match on rampage uh, while kind of mocking the time frame and format he's given before uh, he goes live on the mic. I always love Eddie for just keeps it real. You know what I'm saying? So because uh, he's, yeah. he's like, I'm not here to read the time, motherfucker. I'm here. Yeah. To, I'm here to. I'm here to. You know, fucking I'm here to life. Like, yeah. This is. This is. I'm here to fight. I'm here to sell this fight. Like, you know? exactly. Uh, we got Trent Beretta in ring promo. Uh, says it's National Best Friends Day, but none of his friends are there. Uh, says Rapongi Vice did not lose or win their title match against FTR. Uh, he invites them out to uh, basically. Be fighting champions and make things right, he says. Uh, FTR enter. They do agree with Trent and said if it was up to them, they would defend their titles there tonight. But point out that Rocky, his partner, is actually currently in Japan and uh, said that Trent's real issue actually should be with, uh, as he calls them, Osprey's bitch boys and not them. Uh, calling uh, Great O'Conn and uh, Jeff Cobb of United uh, uh, Empire, of course, are the ones that uh, basically ruined that match that night. Uh, music cues up, and we see a New Japan graphic being shown on the Tron as Will Ospreay himself enters on the stage to some fanfare uh, before joining uh, the United Empire members uh, Aaron Nere uh, and uh, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis, a.k.a. the... Uh, the Aussie no- Open, right? Yeah. Uh, they attack FTR and Trent from behind. Uh, FTR gets stomped out to the floor before Aussie Open hit uh, Coriolis to Trent, and then Osprey actually... Hits him with the hidden blade from behind. Uh, then they just pose in the ring. Um, this actually would end up leading to a six-man tag that's going to happen, I believe, on uh, Rampage. So uh, we'll see Trent uh, teaming up with FTR against uh, United Empire and Will Ospreay, and I believe uh, Aussie Open. So that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead. I was going to say, cool to see Osprey. Just weird that it's at the, it's in a tag team title storyline that that's what makes it seem very weird you know especially with all the back and forth with you know moxley he's had matches with moxley back and forth on twitter with kenny omega it's kind of just a curious place to bring him in if you're going to bring him in especially he's kind of talked about aw a little bit here and there i mean yeah it seems like maybe they they possibly had something else and then with like like to me, I'm like, I don't know why it wouldn't have been Punk versus him. You know what I mean? With FTR yeah. versus his boys. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was weird because it was great to see him. I didn't expect him, but I feel like it did not have the effect that they thought because I have not seen people talking about that shit. Well, I'll tell you this: you're not going to get a Will Osprey pop in Kansas City. Oh, That's fuck no! Like, you know what I'm saying? And nothing against. Um, I'm trying to think of this, uh, was it Kansas City? Is it Missouri? Yep. Nothing against Missouri. No, 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 no. Uh, wait, were they in Kansas City? Yeah, I believe so. I don't know why I thought they were in uh, Tennessee for some reason. Mm, we'll double check. We'll get on it in a second. But either way, both of those aren't places I would <laughs> Will Ospreay at all. You know what I mean? So, but that that's my two cents. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, good to see him. And but not a good way. I mean, yeah, FTR got jumped, but I also felt like why did they just kind of get stomped out and dumped out? And then Trent got like the brunt of like all, everything, you know, so but because he has no friends. And I, and I and I just want I don't want to see him with FTR. I don't. I don't either. I don't. I, don't, I mean, it's already hard. It feels like a back seat for them, and 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 not yeah. not trying to take a shot, but it, that's just not where I want. That's not where I'd like to see them right now. Yeah. No. I. I. I like I'm. Yeah. I'm already starting to see the cool off process, and I'm. It's pissing me off because that's what he does. Fucking Tony, dude. He'll yeah. put he'll put people in great situations, and then he'll just magically stop booking. You don't see him on TV, or like the the momentum's gone. It might be like, just because seeing Punk got hurt. Who knows what the plans were? Push FTR but to I will, the fucking moon. <laughs> I'm still kind of like, well, I don't know. I, I'm a guy that needs uh, needs loose ends tied up, you know. So I'm always going to be waiting on. So is Max going to have a or Spears going to have a conversation on my on behalf of Max with FTR about? So you guys are buddy buddy with Punk now. Like that's what I'm trying to find out. Yeah, continuity mean? like left left just is yeah, it's sloppy to me. It's just sloppy. Yeah. But um but, yeah, my bad. Let's, yeah, let's get to the uh Yeah, no, for sure. Uh let's see. We got uh oh, I'll get to that later because that's well no, I'll talk about now. Regal is backstage with uh, the rest of the undisputed elite. Uh he's he's Kyle, he says he knows he taught Kyle some things in recent history, but questions if he's truly ready for John Moxley, especially after participating in a battle royal. He urges Kyle to think about his his wife and his friends and family. Uh, he says he doesn't look forward to doing commentary whilst uh, Moxie cracks his head open. Regal shakes his hand and wishes him luck and exits, but Kyle amps up saying he thinks about his wife and family every time he steps in the ring. Uh, he touts his current momentum against Jungle Boy, Phoenix, and Darby and says he came to AEW to do two things, fight the absolute best in the world and fight for the AEW title. And tonight get, he uh, is going to do both, which is... Uh, Pretty good, you know. Kyle's good with with backstage promos. Sometimes he loses the flair when he's uh, live and in a ring, and it's got to be too aloof. You know what I'm saying? So, but uh, too, too cool, Kyle. Exactly. Uh, we get David Finley from New Japan taking on Hangman Page. Uh, Adam Cole joins commentary before the match. Commentary notes: Although Page and Finley have met in numerous multi-man matches, it's their first singles outing. Uh, we see Finley chop block Page early from behind, uh, allowing him to target his leg for most of the match. Uh, we see Finley pull a page from his dad's playbook as he traps Page between the apron skirt and ring, then peppers him with strikes. Uh, Finley continues targeting Page's leg with a foot DDT, a STF, and a scoop slam onto the ropes as well. Uh, until we see uh, Page counter a crossbody from Finley, hits that follow-away slam and uh, manages a kip-up and uh, begins his comeback. We see a pop-up powerbomb for two. Finley answers back with a Uranagi backbreaker or Irish curse as well. But uh, Page uh, eventually lands on his feet after a German suplex attempt, clotheslines Finley, and then hits the uh, buckshot lariat for the win. Post-match, Page grabs a mic. As, uh, he he uh, notes that he wasn't part of the Battle Royal and doesn't think he'll get a uh, title shot anytime soon. But he remembers that the AEW title isn't the only world title in professional wrestling. And uh, calls out Kutsuka Akata for a IWGP title match at a Forbidden Door. Cole takes umbrage, grabs a mic, calls Paige delusional for not entertaining the fact that his good friend Jay White might be the IWGP champ come the end of the month and not Okada. And says Paige no longer thinks like a champion because he's no longer a champion. 
uh, and touts his own recent momentum as leverage to rightfully challenge for the IWGP championship. Cole calls himself the new franchise player of AEW and then warns Paige to stay out of his way. So kind of, and it was like a weird way how he used to just put boom and then like got off the mic and it's like, oh, don't start doing that. Well, I don't know. I mean, What'd it's just, think? it's just, I, you know, I, I felt like there's just something better to keep those two like busy right now. Yeah. Than to have them, having them tease like, a few that they've already done that's already been kind of overdone already. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we get an in-ring segment from uh, Wardlow. He's invited out to the ring. He enters with a song and a pyro. Says he did not enter the Battle Royal because Punk is the rightful champion. So if it's not his shoulders that he gets to pin to the mat, he doesn't want it yet. But he then tells Punk to heal quickly because he'll be waiting for him when he returns. And then he sets his sights on a different title. He talks about the TNT title being one that a few men have held and have brought an incredible amount of respect to, while others have completely diminished it and uh, calls out Scorpio Sky. Sky enters on the stage and he kind of is limping uh, as he makes his way down the ramp. But Lambert and Paige stop him from making a mistake and uh, call Wardlow a coward for challenging a one-legged man. Wardlow says he's got all the time in the world now that he's all elite and offers to wait until Sky is 110% healthy to have the match. Top team seem to accept the challenge. While we see Mark Sterling appear on screen, uh, he berates Wardlow for tearing up the legal documents last week and then issues an ultimatum to either face him in court or face 20 guards live on TV in an elimination-style match next week. Big surprise which one he's going to choose. <laughs> so... Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's, oh. <laughs> it's funny because it reminds me of some shit that you would do in like no mercy, like the survival mode. Yeah, know? seriously. But uh, the other thing is, while I'm not mad at having Wardlow challenge for something since the world title is obviously kind of wrapped up on, and other stuff right ice. now, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. But it's like you. Does Wardlow lose now? Because the reason I ask is, don't tell me you're going to end Scorpio Sky's reign again. I mean, it just started up after having to win it back again. Yeah, seriously. And you know yes, I mean? he's a two-time champion, but and, and, but why make it? Does the custom belt already made and shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, seriously. There's longevity here. Like, I'm not trying to compare based on skin color. It's just the the what's going on. But he could literally do. What uh, for for AW and that title? What Mello has been doing for the North American Championship? You know Seriously, I mean? yeah, no, I get you. If they let yeah. him, but by giving it already to like, I don't see how Wardlow's gonna lose. You know what I mean? I mean, if anything, Wardlow should have been in that All Atlantic tournament because there ain't no American uh, yeah. competitors in that bitch. So exactly, yeah. And then, and was... then and then he could have had uh, Kanosuke represent one of the the New Japan guys or whatever the fuck. Yeah, but he's from DDT. Oh, he's so, from DT. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway. good. Uh, we get a backstage promo. The Young Bucks, they boast about pinning the tag champs last week on Dynamite and beating the Lucha Bros, which you were, uh, we were talking about earlier, on uh, last week on Rampage. And they proclaim that the Young Bucks are back and want the tag team titles back, and they're interrupted by the Hardys knocking at the door. They remind them, despite being on a roll lately, they still got beaten at Double or Nothing, so they should be next in line for a shot. And then instant Jurassic enters uh, after the Hardys apparently left the door open uh, with Christian planting more seeds before uh, challenging both teams to a ladder match next week for the titles. 
Uh, it says it's the match that put us on the map and the one that made you guys fans, which I thought was a really nice touch. But you can see Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus don't really seem to appreciate the stipulation on uh, their behalf of Cage does challenge everyone. But the Bucks eventually kick everyone out of their locker room after accepting the match. It was uh, weird because if you notice, Matt, like after a while, he just kept like he, he couldn't hold his face again. I don't know what he was laughing at off screen. Yeah. But he just kept, I don't know what the fuck was going on. I was like, dude. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it was definitely a little weird. I, it was I interesting. Say. Yeah, it was an interesting choice of where to film and all that shit. I, I'll say this. I just feel like, you know, if this is where you guys wanted to go, why have them fight Swerve and our glory and Team Taz? Like, don't get me wrong. They got good looks at that. That was a great match to watch. You know what I mean? But if you're just going to put them in another three-way match... You know what I'm saying? And keep stacking the deck, and now you put yeah. the ladder in it. Let, let's be real. It, it, yeah, it should have been just a, a run a run back of the Hardys and the Bucks for a number one contender spot. Yep. And then and then we would, you know, I wouldn't have been mad if it would have been the Hardys going taking on the uh, Lutrix or the Jurassic Express in, in a ladder match, just two on two. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then because then you you could let the heel turn really play out. Because then you got his obvious history with the Hardys, you know what I'm saying, that can try to give JB the, the Iggy, like, yo, man, like, I've seen this before. Trust me, he's turned on a man he considered his own brother. Like, I was there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and then, so, and then uh, Jungle Boy hits the, the big edge spear off the ladder. <laughs> hey, it, something's got to get, because I know they've been toying with that whole I'm doing the the kill switch sometimes too, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So we'll see what's up because it is a ladder match, meaning Christian will be able to get involved if needed. You know, very, very true. Cutler too, so we'll see. But uh, this takes us to a uh, uh, and and, and Vanguard one and Vanguard one, yeah. If he if he so hopes to be powered up that day, yeah. You never know. Uh, but now we got an AEW women's title match. Uh, this came about because uh, Thunder Rosa was backstage earlier on, extending an op open challenge to anyone in the top five rankings. And Marina Schaffer actually walked up and uh, stared her down. And uh, Rosa asked if there was a problem. She says she wishes to be her problem and dared her to solve it. You know, so I thought that was a kind of a cool way to get to this match. Um, this match was actually very interesting, man. Um, it was better than her outing against Jade for sure. Because I felt like they put a lot onto Marina, but Marina, I felt like was doing most of the work against Jade. But this yeah. match is really I was going to say, because Jade is not even like fully polished to carry her like that in that match. Yeah. Or, the, or exactly. not even carry to work with her as equally. You know what I mean? So you can only do what Jade knows how to do, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Exactly. You got to but, like, yeah. Yeah, but this match, race, this match seemed like a real, like a vast improvement. And it, and it's not even that it, she improved in a week or so. It's the fact that she just had a different dance partner. You know what I mean? Yeah. By the way, it was Kansas City because uh, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive uh, offensive line was in the crowd for this match. Oh, yeah. And he had that Patrick Mahomes line. Uh, what's his name, dude? Uh, JR. Ma I think, Ma or no, Max Caster. That's right. That's right. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot to even mention. I forgot he did uh, kick off some uh, some raps on that. He, he took he took credit for uh, for CM Punk's injury. Yeah, which was <laughs> I can't imagine why, but yeah. Uh, uh, oh that yeah. Safer, uh, I noticed was billed from uh, Moldova. 
in her uh, entrance. And uh, I thought it was really cool to see Thunder Rosa. She had her Kill Bill uh, gear on, which I haven't seen her wear in a while. Yeah, it's, uh, been, a, th- it's been a while. I think yeah. because because Becky Lynch has similar gear. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we get a technical stalemate uh, that begins between the two before Shafir takes charge. Rosa manages a drop-down uppercut, much like Dustin Rhodes, but Shafir answers back with body kicks. Rosa makes a comeback with a slingshot meteora and a uh, pair of basement drop kicks, uh, but Shafir hits a uh, innovative pump handle suplex for a near fall. Uh, Rosa responds with a DVD and then wins a battle of pinning combinations for the surprise victory. Uh, post-match, we see Shafir attack Rosa post-match with a, a, ki- a kick and a headbutt to her spine, and then she locks in her submission, which I didn't get the... Uh, I thought it, see, it sounded like he said Credence, but it almost I, I, like I think that is what it's called, isn't it? Or something like that, or... It almost or, sounded like he said Greedience, or so, I couldn't understand. Oh, no, no, agree, isn't it greed, greed, Greediness, right? Or Maybe greed, it is greed. Or something about greed, or something like that? Something of that nature, yeah. But uh, so she locks that in. Tony Storm actually runs down to intervene. Uh, they mix it up. She snaps off a German suplex before Thunder Rosa hits her fire thunder driver. And uh, but Storm actually, uh, we see her hand the belt to Rosa while keeping her eyes on the gold the entire time. That should be interesting uh, if that is where they're going to go from here. So, but uh, yeah, uh, and then uh, keeping in theme with the the ladies on the AW roster, we get the baddies uh, backstage. With uh, Stokely Hathaway, uh, Jade says it seems like no one can mind their own business as Stokely basically uses a Keith Sweat pun to put over Red Velvet ahead of her match versus Chris Statlander on Rampage. Um, Speaking of uh, matches on Rampage, uh, we have that one. Uh, The aforementioned uh, six-man Will Ospreay and Aussie Open taking on FTR and Trent Beretta. We got the debut of Satnam Singh uh, and Jay Lethal. Uh, So I guess they'll be having a tag team match. Uh, we'll hear from Hook and Danhausen, aka Hookhausen, and uh, Jake Hager will be taking on Eddie Kingston. And then uh, on Dynamite, which will be actually be uh, Road Rager, we'll see the hair versus hair match uh, that was set up last week uh, between Chris Jericho and Ortiz. And of course, the uh, three way ladder match for the AEW tag team titles Young Bucks, the Hardys, and uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And then uh, the 20 pl- uh, plaintiffs will be taking on Wardlow in a class action handicap elimination match. Uh, so that'd be interesting. And then another bracket of the All-Atlantic Championship uh, qualifiers, which would be Ethan Page taking on Miro. And uh, yeah, man, that should be very interesting. Uh, those guys are, are pretty big guys, you know, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it seems cool, except the, the hair versus hair thing bothers me just because it's a whole lot for nothing. Like, usually that's a... It's the same thing we were talking about with the Hell in the Cell stuff earlier. It's like, yeah, you know what I mean. But the yeah, dude, dude just off the rip towards the build of something else, like it doesn't doesn't make sense. It yeah, it just it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, more uh, more breadcrumbs of gimmicky stuff to lead to the big blow off. And it's I'm like, like the, I'm like, were I mean, y'all trying to sell some last minute tickets to Road Rager? Exactly. I mean, well, to me, it's also like unless you're gonna have um, Jericho cut his hair to AJ Styles length, clearly he's winning that match. You know what I'm saying? Uh, unless he's gonna go back to uh to Bach uh Bach Jericho with the exactly. short hair. Exactly. <laughs> it's you know like I, mean? I don't I don't know, man. Like I, just, I don't know, but uh we'll see, man. But uh main event, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly taking on GR Moxley. <laughs> yeah, this, this was a good one though, yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. Um that me yeah, John John uh, 
Moxley's music just makes Regal so much happy. I don't know why. I don't. He just yeah. has this, <laughs> this great mood. Regal, right. Regal was on commentary. Um, yeah, this is a good match, man. I mean, in my opinion, um, it made sense. The story was there. He already was exhausted from the beginning of the night, having to go against 20 other guys to even win the title, you know, the, the, the shot against Moxley. Moxley was fresh. So, you know, even in defeat, um, not to jump ahead, but Kyle, you know, battled like a maniac in that, you know. So um, this made me wonder if they had 20 minutes you know, or, or maybe 10 more minutes, maybe uh, what they could have done. But, uh, yeah, this starts off with a hard-hitting back and forth of strikes and holds. Kyle targets Mox's knee with a basement drop kick and dragon screw. Uh, we see a rope hung diving knee drop to Mox. It also kind of twists his leg inside the rope upon landing. Uh, Kyle actually blasts Mox with a running drop kick into the guardrail as well after they fight on the floor. Uh, Kyle gets crotched on the top rope, and uh, Mox delivers that uh, avalanche front chancery suplex I talked about last week uh, before a slugfest actually begins. Uh, Mox locks in a cross face chicken wing. I was actually surprised to see that from him. Uh, and then he uses the middle rope to kick Kyle right in the mouth before landing his King Kong lariat for a near fall. Yeah, uh, uh, Tony Tony was selling that pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was really cool how he transitioned into that and the kick didn't look like bullshit. You know, it, it looked real, you know, so but uh, Mox snaps off a cutter really out of nowhere <laughs> then uh tries a got style pile driver but kyle counters with a triangle choke which looked impressive as fuck and then transition to a knee bar uh mox escaped and hits a pile driver only for kyle to respond with a ktfo and then a uh you can call it a saito suplex i'm gonna call it a regal plex mox responds in kind with one of his own uh then they hit another stalemate before mox manages to wear kyle down with a bully choke Follows with a knee trembler and then hits the uh, the paradigm shift for the win to move on to face uh, the winner of again uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Goto this uh, Sunday uh, to figure out who's going to be the interim AEW champion at Forbidden Door. If you ask me, it's obviously going to be Tanahashi. Moxie's been asking for Tanahashi. He's been denied Tanahashi. That's true. Oh yeah, since last year. You're right. Yeah, and yeah. the only reason he's getting them now is because they were giving them to, to Punk. But he was healthy, and now he's not healthy. And now they, to me, it, it just once they put all those players out there, I was like, well, I feel like Tanahashi's gonna win, you know. And then it was like, oh wait, Mox, oh yeah, it's gonna be Mox and Tanahashi for the AEW Championship. Yeah, uh, I forgot that we were talking. I think that was around what All Out. We were we were talking that he wanted him since back then or something like that. Yeah, dude, he's been asking. I mean, he's been name dropping it a, a few times, you know, even before he left for. Uh, for rehab you know with, with alcohol and everything he had talked about it in, in, yeah uh, you're right you yeah know, you're so. right 100 percent. dang so, full yeah. circle yeah you're right man but yeah yeah they had a, a like i said nice little show i mean i have gripes of stuff here and there but i mean when do I, when i'll, do I'll I put go, it this way man? like new title i'm not mad at it because it gives you know now people got uh, another reason to fight but because team the tnt title always seems to be held hostage on rampage but it's also like it's just so out of left field because no one's heard about an all atlantic or a title of that concept i just didn't i don't yeah i don't feel like they even needed it yeah it it was really i mean when when you think about it addition if it wasn't going to be the trios championship yeah because when you think about the amount of people per uh division and if you're really trying, I mean, the way that they set it up was like, there's a new division to fight for now. And I'm like, 
or you can take the most of these over over uh booked over signed guys you know that this uh inflated roster make them get into uh, groups of three and all just throw them into that division so now you got you give them something to do like yeah you, you can involve more people as opposed to another just singles titles you know what i mean like i don't yeah. know it, no, no, I get, three, I get uh, technically three helps. times as many people, right? So, exactly. I was just gonna say it helps more. There's a lot more people that can be helped in that that and, route. and used, yeah, effectively, yeah. 100%. Especially because when you think about all those dark matches, sometimes they just put three fucking randos together against another trios anyway. So, it's like, yeah, because look, I'm looking at this list right here of trios. I see there's nine teams, jeez, so, oh, right? On, Death come Triangle, on. the Gun Club. CMFTR, which you know, kind of null and void right now. House of Black. If Kenny comes back, you got the Bucks and Kenny. You got Black, Black, Black Combat Club. If they did uh, Yuta Danielson exactly. and Moxley, yeah. Uh, LAX with Kingston, uh, Jungle hmm. Bo- or Instant Jurassic, uh, Kyle Red Dragon and Cole. Like you know, that's nine right there. And that's not even, even the even the Super Click, even the Bucks and Cole. Like you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and that's not counting. The Dark Order, who oh, you know, who have like two teams that could go for it, yeah, you know, and and other guys like that, Wingman, you know, fucking the Factory, it, fucking exactly, exa- fa- exactly, you know, all the guys that were set up to to get if they a, get another like, guy. Oh, Team Taz, well, he's doing the hookhousing thing, so they couldn't do that, but still, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, no, definitely. That I think that would be really fun to see that too, you know. So, but yeah, um, so I thought that was weird um will osprey's debut is a little weird is it newsworthy yes but like you said no one's really talking about it and i think it's because you don't debut a will osprey let alone his the rest of his faction that weren't there last time that's what i thought they, they, they could have waited to for that to happen absolutely they could have yeah. they could have waited till the week after yeah you don't do that in kansas city <laughs> i mean it's different if you happen to be there or close on other business and y'all were able to get that done so i get it but on the same night, you're going to name the new interim world champion or something that should be more important than that. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, but I did like the Thunder Rosa title match. Um, I did like the main event, uh, but I, I, I'm right back. You know, it's hard to, you know, I like Buddy versus Pack. I wish they, uh, we could get. Yeah, more. yeah, I did. I did like that. But at the same time, I'm, I'm like back with the battle royal you know there's i don't i'm not hating on john silver you know but john silver is not even challenged for the tnt title i don't think or maybe he did but you know you get what i'm saying like like it's like i i want some like a lot lot of guys haven't really sniffed their way that close to be considered a realistic contender exactly and and, and it's crazy with the amount of people that they have signed Mm -hmm. that you couldn't find what was it, like 25 or, or yeah, I think it was what 25 or 26 because of what it was five people, four suits. So, oh, 21. Yeah, you, 21. You, you can't find 21 like serious competitors for Battle Royal. Like, I think so. Yeah, you know, because don't get me wrong, definitely good, good to have Lance and Keith Lee mix it up. You know, what I mean, good to see Lance in that match at all, Eddie Kingston in that match Dude, at all. Why the you fuck know? wasn't Miro in that match? That's what I, I was thinking is like, oh, so he doesn't need to go in there because he's got a match with for the all Atlantic. I was thinking, why is Pac not in here? Oh, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like the same yeah, thing. Yeah, because because Phoenix was in, but like Penna wasn't. So 
Yeah. Because he, he was in the tournament too. So, okay, maybe that's it. So, oh, that makes sense. So, mm, okay. Okay. So, huh. I didn't even look at it like that. All three of them have a different title opportunity right now, but two of them are in the same chase. So, that'd be interesting. Yeah. That's only, that's only, I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense. But, um, well, yeah, we'll have to see how things shape up. Obviously, Forbidden Door is going to be, what, another two weeks? So, sir, um, we'll definitely, you know, obviously keep you guys uh, posted with any updates, uh, you know, either regarding that, regarding any injury updates, of course, pretty much anything going on in the world of wrestling, man. And um, just want to do what we always do. And thank you guys for doing what you do, man. That's tuning in and choosing us and listening to our show, man. We see the numbers. We see all, you know, doing what you do. And, and again, we love that you guys appreciate what we do. So, you know, hats off to y'all. Uh, if you're not already following us on social media, I don't know what you're doing with your life, uh, but I can tell you where to get one. And that's to go and find this show uh, at the Quincy Jones show on Instagram at Quincy Jones show on Twitter and backslash the Quincy Jones show on Facebook. And if uh, you're in it for some of uh, that new TikTok action. Yeah, we're there, too, at the Quincy Jones show. You can find us as well, man. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, you know, we release every Friday anywhere you go to get your uh, your podcast iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Castbox, but the place you need to be going to to get this podcast, True100Radio.com, because in two weeks, uh, your boys, Quincy Jones, go. Uh, mm-hmm. Doc Lesnar, the, the world's greatest tag team, uh, yes, uh, the Mega Towers, we're going to be performing for the first time as a tandem in quite some time. Uh, I would I, say so, yeah. You, 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 you've seen me on, on, on some of your uh, sets before, but it was a Doc Lesnar. But like we haven't done like we ever I can't remember the last time we've been on the flyer. You know what I mean? It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Build build as the Mega Towers, as the yeah. world's greatest tag team on God's green earth. Yeah. I no, mean, it's, right. it's, 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 it's yeah. June 25th. If you guys want if you're in the OC area, it's at the Continental Room in downtown Fullerton. Um, I believe it's going to be like 10 or 12 bucks at the door. Hey, it's not, it's not up to me. I'm not getting paid for this. Um, this is just a moment and experience. You guys can come out and see us, uh, you know, talk to us. We talk back. It's how it works, man. But uh, on a more important note, we're going to be performing some uh, dope songs some stuff you've heard before. or haven't heard in a while. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a vibe, man. So definitely get with us, yeah. hit us up, man. Uh, Maybe and don't forget set to up follow some sort of a uh, live podcast situation. Who knows? Depending. I, on- I, I know they, they want us to do something like that because uh, uh, they're planning some wrestling show for for one of the uh, the, the dates because it's a tour for the actual uh, festival. So it's the, the, the road to True Fest, which is their music they festival they're going to be doing. Oh. So I know that uh, uh, Jamal, shout out to Jamal, he contacted us to do a live version of the Quincy Jones show during one of the, the dates that they're planning on, on, on doing a okay. wrestling That's show. Awesome. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep them in, uh, in tune with that as well. But again, uh, Saturday, June 25th, man, continental room, check your boys out. It is what it is. And again, uh, tap into true 100 radio.com. Uh, uh, on the flip side, if you want to get familiar and maybe, uh, you know, they don't really allow a whole lot of protective, equipment in the venue so if you want to get a little bit more prepared before we just proceed to drop the hammer on your head with the greatness uh mm-hmm. you may want to go over to spotify uh i don't know sites like uh, itunes sites like mm-hmm. title uh sites like uh, uh, amazon music iHeartRadio, anything you go to get your streams that's where you're gonna go to get this man hip-hop hybrid doc lesnar well you know what it is it's not just me but uh you know what you know usually if you find me you will find 
You know where to find us. <laughs> you know where to find us. You usually will find my co-host, uh, world's greatest tag team partner, brother extraordinaire, stunt double, all that under the sun, not too far behind me. So if you go into any of those same platforms you're just talking about, Tidal, Amazon, iTunes, Apple Music, you uh, search D-O-C-L-E-S-N-A-R, there I are, five-star bars for you and yours. And uh, not too far, you'll see Quincy Jones goes there as well because we do a lot of music together. But go ahead, check it out on all those platforms we just talked about. I got the This Is Awesome project. That's been going bananas. I got my audio-visual project on there. That's been going bananas. But hey, go ahead, like you said, get yourself uh, you know, informed, get in tune with what we're doing because we about to bring down the house come the 25th. Just a little something, you know, a little teaser before the forbidden yeah, door. Hell you know, yeah, man. We, we, we the screen door, baby. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, look, we the gatekeepers and that's just what it is. We're going to show you why that is, when it is, when you come and see how it is, when we do what it is, what we do. And, so and don't be scared that you're having fun while we're doing what we're doing. While I know. We're doing it. you it's know gonna, the feeling is going to be a little bit foreign to you. You ain't going to be able to recognize that your whole body is vibing and clicking. But mm-hmm. when you do, just let it go. You know what I'm saying? You know what en- enjoy that? the journey. You know what I mean? What they call, call that? that what they what they call that, Jack? That's top guy shit, baby. <laughs> but <laughs> on that note, yes. Yeah, I was gonna say, meantime, follow your boy at Doc Lesnar on Instagram. Uh, Mercari for wrestling merch, etc. Anything you're looking for, Mercari, hit me up. Follow me on Instagram at Doc underscore KJS pod for all things this podcast. Hashtag Wrestle Wednesdays. Hashtag Wrestle Wednesdays. Hashtag Wrestle Wednesdays. Get in tune with us, man. We doing it. We we this yes, is a sir. community of wrestling. We trying to get everybody uh, doing this, man. Have yeah, man. T- tap in or tap out. I mean, you know it, what I mean. I'm it costs, feeling it, that. It costs exactly. you nothing. It costs you mm-hmm. nothing. Let's just, cost you, know you nothing, like you said. Tap in or tap out. In the meantime, also follow me on uh, Twitter and Facebook at I'm Doc Lesnar. But other than that, my friend, I do got three words for him. What's Time. that? Guys. Out. Out.